Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Every episode, Microplot, is a standalone adventure that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order, and can skip any you don't enjoy. This and the next adventure are special. These are an experiment in storytelling. The events leading up to the adventure and the non-player characters are the same, but how the players explore and the choices they make will determine the outcomes of these upcoming two games. Players, the fate of the NPCs are in your hands! I really like these parallel adventures because it's interesting how different they turn out. Joining us today are... Wing and Nugget! Ah, uh, hello! My name is Wing, and this is my good uh, egg friend Nugget. Uh, he is a small golden drake, and I am a, a Corvidian ranger. Uh, I currently have a bit of a uh, feather problem in that all my feathers have fallen out. Uh, don't worry about it. That's probably not not something that's anything bad. So now I am covered in my uh, nice uh, long-sleeved hoodie, and I also acquired a, a very good kilt that keeps me warm on other parts of my body. Uh, I also have a large sombrero on my head that is slowly being filled with copper coins that fall from the sky. Uh, and on top of the sombrero is also a beret. Uh, I am very, very clothed, even though I am featherless. Yes. <laughs> Stella Argentine. Hi. So I'm Stella. Nice to meet everyone. Stella is a um, elf dragon hybrid sorcerer. Level three. Yes, level three. And she is a tall, slender elf with um, very pale skin, pretty much white, mixed in with um, some silver scales every, there, every here and there. But you cannot really tell what skin and what scale because they're both just so pale. And she has long white hair with bangs. She's wearing it currently up in a ponytail. She has two sets of horns, one large kind of curved set and one that's just straight and sticking back behind her pointed ears. And she has blue slitted eyes, kind of like um, those of a cat or, you know, a dragon, since that's half of her species. She has a silver tail, silver scales, and she likes to wear, she likes to dress kind of like a K-pop star. So kind of revealing and really nicely, but not super revealing. She also wears a cloak and sunglasses when she's outside because the sun is not good for her skin, if you know what that means. K-pop beauty. Hey, it works. They're beautiful. I mean, yeah. All right. And Skirmish Killington. Oh, hello there, everybody. Uh, my name is Skirmish. I'm a Goliath, uh, level three path of wild magic barbarian. And uh, let's see, I'm about seven foot seven and uh, about 300 and, I don't know, 16 pounds. Haven't weighed myself lately. Uh my skin is grey, a little greyish blue. Uh, I wear these spectacularly clean pants. I'm very proud of them. Uh, I don't wear shoes because I think, you know, I like the feel of the ground, the ground on my feet. Uh, my eyes are green. They glow just a bit. I hope that's not too intimidating unless, you know, it needs to be. And, uh, you know, just here for a good time. I'm glad to be here. This is a great group. I, yeah, we're going to have fun today. All right, I'll start us off. Nulisag, the guild leader, has announced that he received free tickets to the Mount Hokkaido Zoo in the mail from a mysterious benefactor. Oh, Skirmish is getting excited. 
You bet I am. That's fantastic. <laughs> I yes, I made a zoom out in for him because of his interview. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um the parcel also included enough coins for you each to receive fifty gold pieces, which you can add to your inventory right now as you are riding the train to Mount Hokkaido. So everybody has a pen, right? You got fifty gold and you haven't even done anything. Perfect, right? <laughs> All right. Have you all got that recorded? I do. Yeah. Um, Stella's I... happy about that because she just um, she spent a bunch of money on things she probably shouldn't have. So, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Mount Hokkaido Zoo. An arched sign overhead greets you as you walk in the entrance. All of the players, you've got a pencil or a pen, right? Please write down these zoo attractions and let me know when you've written each one. Alligator and bald eagle parentheses seasonal. Got it. I've got that one. Aye. Parrot and owl. Got it. Got that one too. Got it. Bear and puma. Bear and puma. Mm-hmm. Recorded. Got that one. I have it. The utterly fun aquarium. Got it. I got that one. I got the utterly fun. <laughs> giraffe and Poodoo Petting Playground. Giraffe and what? Poodoo. P-U-D-U. I didn't know what that was until this week. I'm learning. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I'm going to learn today. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, got it. I have it. Cafe and gift shop and bathrooms. Okay. Got that one, too? Yes. Lastly, we have administration. Perfect. All right. Oh, and I have a map. Oh, oh, I'm going to send the map. I, oh, I'm excited. I made a map, you guys. I stole a map, and then I edited a map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you guys the map in the chat. Ta-da! Mm. There's a map. <laughs> <gasps> oh, it's pretty nice. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like to begin your adventure at Alligator and Bald Eagle parentheses Seasonal, Parrot and Owl, Bear and Puma, The Utterly Fun Aquarium, Giraffe and Poodoo Petting Playground, Cafe and Gift Shop and Bathrooms, or Administration? Well, <laughs> if if I could go ahead and jump in. Uh, I've seen eagles and I've seen bears, but Utterly uh, Fun sounds, well, fun, so I would like to go there first, but, you know... I'm open to suggestions. I haven't really seen most of the other animals. Hey, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, the person who designed the exhibit got pretty creative with the name, so it's got to be good, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, my vote's for that one, too. I have also never eaten an otter. I am excited. <laughs> I bet they're delicious. Maybe they don't. Like, the thing is, I've been to a zoo before. Um, it's not usually well regarded to eat the animals in there, but who knows, if we find an otter outside in the wild, maybe. So if we throw them out of the zoo, if we throw them, like, over the fence, are they fair game then? As long as no one's there to see it. Right. Well, I'll look at him first. What is this word you keep using? You keep saying zoo. What is a zoo? Oh, I learned about this. So it's a place with all these different animals... And you you go in and you look at them, and you can say hello, you can make fun of them. It's great. I mean, if you want to. You don't have to make fun of them, after all. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. 
especially, well, it depends on the right crowd. There are people who um, try to throw things at the animals. That's not as fun. Um, <laughs> I've ended up inside of a zoo enclosure once. I don't know how I got there, but I'm sure there's a story behind it. Were you treated nice? Uh, yes, I don't like it when people throw, throw stuff at the, at the animals. It's I've been told that it's bad to play with your food, so I disagree with that. How did you get out? Oh, how did I get out? Um, well, I mean, I was trapped in there for some time, but then eventually someone saw that I was in there and I wasn't supposed to be, and I was kicked out. And apparently, like, you're not supposed to go in the enclosures. That's how I learned it, because I was taken to jail. But it's okay. My mom bailed me out. Well, that sounds like a good story. At least you had fun then. I mean... Yeah, I wish I knew how I got in there, because that would be really... I wish I could remember that. But, yeah, some things I just don't remember. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll make sure you don't end up in a cage again. I hope so, too. Even though, if we do, I'd like to remember how I got there so I can tell the story next time. Well, we'll make sure we we uh, remember this experience for what it is, and it'll be great. It'll it, Hopefully, none of us will end up behind bars. Yeah. Unless we want to get there, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. You know. <laughs> Evil DM cackling. <laughs> I have a strange sense of foreboding. <laughs> yes, I, I feel like it might be a higher powers um, plan to put us behind a set of bars after we go to the zoo. I don't know why I'm, get, why I'm getting that feeling. Any of you getting that feeling? Eh, not really. I mean, maybe, but I'm kind of preoccupied with the otters. I'd like to go see them, if you don't mind. Yes, let's go to the otters. Yeah. We're walking to the otters. You quickly learn why this is called the Mount Hokkaido Zoo. This is on a mountain. Walking from the entrance to an exhibit is uphill. Everybody, please make a constitution saving throw from hiking up and down mountain trails. Oh no, I have short legs. Aha, but I am physically fit. I have a 16. Oh, constitution save, right? Oh, that'll be a 16 for me too. I got an 11. All three of you can make your choice of losing one spell slot, losing 10 hit points, or gaining the first level of exhaustion. I don't like that. All of us? Yeah, none of you passed. No. So for the 16? Oh my god. Uh, Welcome to the mountain zoo. <laughs> Alright, well, 10 hit points it is. Not really a magic. This is the worst restaurant ever. I will also <laughs> lose 10 hit points because I... Um, I have a history of rolling really badly, so I don't think I want disadvantage. <laughs> I want to give myself a chance. <laughs> so that's 10 hit points less for me. One one spell slot? Is one spell slot was also an option? Yes. Oh, I will take that. I'm also going to read out the levels of exhaustion right now. Uh, one level of exhaustion is disadvantage on ability checks. Two levels of exhaustion is that your speed is halved. Three levels of exhaustion is disadvantage on attack and saving rolls. Four is that your hit point maximum is halved. Five is that your speed is re reduced to zero. And six is death. So you're not going to die today because you'll stop walking at five? <laughs> Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to lose a spell slot, too, because I'm a sorcerer. So I can... So it's not a big deal for me. I can just use Font of Magic. I mean, yeah, you say this now, but then we need the spell slots later, and then you're like, oh, no. Yeah, because I also have to use two sorcery... Oh, actually... No, I'm keeping it 10 hit points, 
because I have to use two sorcery points for um, one spell slide. It's my first time playing a sorcerer, so... <laughs> I'd like to look around the mountain, and as we walk to the otters, is this the highest level? This is not the highest level, and I will now read... That's just That's what happens every time you change locations. So there's a lot of locations today. Is it always uphill, then? <laughs> well, downhill. It's up and down. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of walking. Zoos are exhausting. That's true. You've reached the Otterly Fun Aquarium, and, and to answer your question, it is not the highest part around. But this building is by far the most crowded in the entire zoo. You look down rows of recessed seating to a water exhibit open to the sky. Maybe it has to do with the benches for resting, as the room is shaped like an amphitheater, or maybe it has to do with the swarm of bendy, flexible, speed-demon river otters that are chasing one another, drawing oohs and ahs and how adorables from the seated crowd. Practically unnoticed, the color of the wood railing reveals the recency of the construction for a second area that contains koalas. Perception check? I read that kind of fast, but there's a lot of people sitting for some reason. <laughs> maybe it's because there's seats here and they're all tired, or maybe it's because otters are cute, but there's a lot of people sitting. <laughs> and then almost unnoticed is a second area that is recently constructed that has koalas. So your perception numbers are? 11. 15. 18. Wing. First you, then the others. Wing. Amongst the trash on the ground... You see a stapled together packet of paper that draws your attention. Oh, I, uh, I go pick it up. Free paper. Neatly organized are a half dozen receipts for tickets to sporting events, theater, and music. Made payable by Ralt Stonebreaker, whoever that is. And it looks like this was a lot of money spent on this. Like, you're looking through these receipts, and it's $100 for tickets to this, or <clears throat> 10 gold for tickets to this. 20 gold for tickets to that. Wow. Some owner's box tickets to that. Whoo, 30 gold for that. Another 10 gold here. Alt Stonebreaker spending some money. Well, I have no idea if this is a lot or a little money, but uh, someone lost this, and I think we need to find this Alt Stonebreaker. I mean, he would be very upset if he lost all these papers. Do I know someone named Stonebreaker? Like, is that a family name that I'd know of? Roll a history check. And while you're rolling a history check... Wing, a copper falls on into your sombrero. Think. Oh, I'm definitely, by the way, showing around the papers, uh, because one of you would, ha would have had to read the name on it, uh, because reading is not my <laughs> strongest suit. Yes. I see. Yeah, I, I would have been happy to read it for you. Uh, after I sat down, of course, like, first I'm going to sit down, because, like, I'm also going to say, is anyone else just feeling really weak after, after walking that far? I don't know, is it just me? Well, it has been a while since I've been on a mountain. I didn't think it was that long. I'm not feeling great. We should probably sit down for a while, but I am interested in these papers. God, like, I'm sure I'm going to be so sore tomorrow morning. Hopefully I make some gains. I don't really make gains. I'm just always skinny. Do you eat enough potatoes? <laughs> Potato uh, gains. If, well, if they're, like, made by the chef, then... Yeah, but if they're just like regular potatoes, I guess I can do fries, well, but not just any potatoes. Should add it to your diet. I'm I'm plenty gained, and that's all due to potatoes. <laughs> okay, maybe you can take me to a good potato place, and I can try them out. But yeah, I'll, I'll sit down and, um, yeah, this is pretty interesting. Just someone left a bunch of receipts here. Like, 
couldn't someone get their information stolen from that? Like, why would someone just leave receipts lying I, around? I, I'm certain that the tax implications are terrible. Yeah. The results for the perception check for Skirmish and Stella are, you guys notice, Wing, you do not notice this, a four-foot, one-inch-tall, 200-pound, stocky dwarf with red hair, amber eyes, and ruddy tan skin does not seem to be accompanied by anyone. He's the only person here watching the crowd instead of the otters. Wing, you don't notice this. You think everyone's watching the otters. But you two, you notice that he's watching the people. I'm going to yes. kind of like, uh, kind of like um, use Mage Hand to like, uh, <laughs> to like tap Wing and, and, um, uh. and skirmish on the shoulder and say, Hey, you see that guy watching the crowd? Like, could this be the Stonebreaker guy? Do you think? I, I, I whisper under my breath, kind of. Oh my gosh, Miss Stella, there is a ghost tapping my shoulder. Oh, that, that, that's just, that's just, um, my hand. Okay. Well, not my hand. And then I'm gonna, like, kind of wave it in front of, um, Wing's face. It's just a spectral hand that looks kind of like mine. <laughs> oh my gosh, Miss Stella, you miss, you lost one of your hands. That's terrible. No, they're both right here. And then I'm gonna, like, uh, do kind of jazz hands. <laughs> it's just huh? my magic. Can you make that other ghost hand do jazz hands? Oh. Yeah. And um, you, you, you see, like, um, I, I bring it over my head, and then there's, like, three floating jazz hands. <laughs> Whoa. That's great. <laughs> I also <sighs> do, like, a little shower of um, sparks using prestigitation. <laughs> you are, like, the greatest showman I have ever seen. Ah, and I have seen you. a lot of showmen. <laughs> Someone was lucky, looking at the crowd? Who was looking at the crowd? I point with the mage hand, but like I, I kind of like keep it close to wing, like behind me, where that person cannot see. So like you cannot see that. Um, we're pointing at him because pointing's rude. Do you want me to go get this person for you? I can go get this person for you. Oh no, it's just. Uh, do you think that could be him? I, I just oh. want to gossip for a second. Just want to speculate. Maybe. It's fun. <laughs> what is gossip? It's it's like talking about people. <laughs> yeah, gossiping is talking about people when they don't know. Oh, okay. Look, he's got red hair. But that does... Look at his hair. Is this... Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. <laughs> cool, cool. He is using his feet to stand. I. He is. He's a dwarf, so he looks like he could be a stonebreaker. I don't know. Maybe I should go up and talk to him. Yeah, since I don't know if their seats are his, and he could be an identity fraudster... I'm just gonna, like, uh, walk up to him, and I'm gonna say, um, hey, uh, those otters are doing something, something cool. You see them, like, splashing around there? You like otters? Do a persuasion check. Persuasion check. Might as well have a level of disadvantage, because I rolled a five. Wait, sorry, uh, five plus five is ten. What, a person can't look at koalas? Ugh, I don't have time for this. The dwarf stands up. And is going to make a move action to stomp busily out of the building. Uh, Skirmish would like to run up to him and say, Did you say koalas? Where can I find them? He points to the newly constructed koala exhibit that is here, but hardly noticed. Whoa. Are you a fan of koalas? Nice. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I love koalas. Do an insight check. Ooh, a great six... He loves koalas. <laughs> um, I I'm going to also step up to him and say, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea they were there. I should really 
advertise them more. Koalas are really cool. <laughs> Enjoy. And he walks out of the building, uses a second move action. Don't worry, Miss Stella. I can track him down if you want. I am very proficient in finding dwarves for uh, some reason. Oh, okay. That would be interesting. I kind of want to see that. Uh, should we follow him out or should we just mind our own business? I mean, he, did that seem sketchy to anyone? Like a little bit sketchy? It totally seems sketchy. Skirmish, with your six insight check, it did not. Oh, it did not seem sketchy at all. I mean, koalas are great. And we are at the zoo. I would like to look at the animals if we can. But, you know, if you want to follow him, I'll back you up. Maybe he's just really weird and... Yeah, I mean, I've met people who are awkward. Yeah, maybe he's one of them. Uh, well, let's just, I guess, pick up the receipts so that no one can steal that person's identity. Or just leave them there. Because that person's just asking to get scammed. I say we take them. I don't want anybody to get swindled. I think that would be... I don't know. Not the best thing to do. <gasps> yes, getting swindled is very bad. I have learned this. Even though I have never been swindled myself, so I don't know why people would fall for that. A copper coin drops on your head, Wayne. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I probably noticed by now, and I just say, does it just, like, rain money one year round? What's with that? Oh, yes, I am a very lucky person. Maybe one day a silver or gold is going to drop in there. <sighs> I mean, you can look inside my sombrero. Maybe there is one in there already. I'm going to look inside his sombrero because I am pretty tall. I'm like six feet. So I, I'm going to like look over it. Do I see any silver pieces or is it just copper? A sea of copper. So many copper pieces. And as you're looking, it's about 15.7 seconds later, another copper falls into the sombrero. Ah, well, that was close. That nearly hit me in the head. But yeah, I mean, from what I can see is just coppers. Eh. Maybe one day silver drop in there. But hey, like all those coppers, if you add them together, you'll make a lot of silvers. And then eventually some gold. I don't know how many, because like I'm not that good at math. That's why I was fired from a cashier job a while ago. But yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry. That's It's it's a lot of copper. So it eventually it becomes a lot of money. I have, uh, I have had a lot of fun with this copper. Yes. Would you like a copper? Uh, I'll take one. Uh, I'm good, thanks. But uh, you can keep it. Well, well, thanks. I very happily present you one copper. <laughs> All right. Um, here, how about you hold on to these receipts, Skirmish? These seem pretty trustworthy. Well, thanks. I do have a pocket and everything. Puts it right in the pocket. He's so big. And he has pockets. Such fancy. So do we follow this guy, or do we... I mean, the otters are fun. It's right on the sign. Yeah, utterly fun. Does the outer enclosure have, like, a glass thing around it so you can look in the water? Yes. The glass is about five feet high. The water is about four feet high. And beyond the water is a land area where the river otters are jumping and bouncing. And they melt into the water. It's this, like, they don't leap into the water. They can, like, fall into the water. It's really cool. Bitter, better, bitter, better, bitter, better, dunk. That's me pressing up against the glass. <laughs> I'm assuming that the, that the um, dunk was just the beak, and I love that image. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> so, I've never been to a zoo. Is there a place to buy food for these animals? Or do they feed themselves? Oh, um, people who keep them, like the zookeepers, uh, feed them. Oh. Like, feeding them is actually strictly prohibited. Unless it's a petting zoo or something. Like, there are some places that explicitly let you 
um, feed the animals. Like, I've been to a place where they let you do that with parrots, and then they even, like, come onto your hands, and it's really cute. But not all places have that. But no, we don't feed them. The people who keep them feed them. Okay. Those otters are just so skinny. I just, they just need, looks like they need some food, that's all. All right, well, I'll trust you. So at that point, you probably see a uh, uh, wing try to climb up um, onto the glass. He's like, hmm. All right, I'm going to pick out which one we want to eat, okay? I'll be right back. So unless someone wants to stop me, I will jump in the water. <laughs> Get a fat one. Okay. Sploosh. <laughs> I'm not going to stop because this is really entertaining. So I- I'm just going to like lean against the wall and I'm just going to watch what happens. <laughs> Everybody, please roll initiative. Initiative. <laughs> 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 of course. I got a dirty 20. And it starts. I have a uh, 14. I have a 4. Uh, of course, you also hear a smaller sploosh, because of course Nugget is going to follow me into the water. Of course. You can't battle without your your, your drake master. You can't battle without your drake. Wait, are we battling? As a romp of rivers, they get a surprise round, because wait, are we battling? Yeah, they get a surprise round. <laughs> um, Here's the... The, I just want to let everyone listening to this know there's a video out there of a guy climbing into a panda enclosure and you should watch it. It's a little graphic because he gets really seriously injured, but the panda just rips him apart it's, and, and he can't get it off because pandas are quite large. And um, so I just <laughs> the following events are realistic <laughs> as so did you know that when river otters are on land, they're called a rump and when they're swimming, they're called a raft. Oh, the rump becomes a raft as it approaches you these are um <laughs> i have stated them as small demonic beasts chaotic evil <laughs> and they have an ac of 20 and they're gonna fight as a swarm <laughs> swarm the swarm can occupy another creature's space and vice versa and the swarm can move through any opening large enough for a single otter the swarm can't regain hit points or gain temporary hit points shellfish Frenzy and group frenzy. The otters have advantage on melee attack rolls against any tiny sized creature and uh. against any creature that doesn't have all of its hit points. I'm just letting you know their stats. And now you're going to. Uh, does a 19 hit you, Wing? Oh, yes. Oh, wait, let me roll a quick 50 50 to see if it hits you or Nugget. Oh, no. It's you. It hits you. Okay. Very good. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I am definitely hit by a 19. <laughs> One otter bites you on the foot. For one damage. One otter bites you on the leg for one damage. One otter bites you on the hand for one damage. One otter bites you. This is a total of eight damage. They're feisty, aren't they? (laughs) I don't like this. The foot is biting back. They have a swim speed of 100 feet. You're You're in danger. Skirmish, it's your turn. Well... Uh, I don't know how to say this, but I don't know how to swim... So, I'm not going to get in that water. <laughs> but, um, I do want to save my friend, so I'll go ahead and take out a spear and see if I can throw it at one of the otters. <laughs> yes, and I'm not sure if you're if the listeners are familiar with swarm mechanics, so I'll explain. This is kind of a fun one. The swarm loses hit points, and as it loses hit points, it deals less damage because there's fewer otters biting wing. <laughs> so, okay. what's your to hit? Oh, and everybody, please pre-roll your to-hit and damage numbers before we get to you. Thank you. Well, I throw the spear, and I got a 23 to hit. 
That hits. Fantastic. 12 damage. Oh my goodness. Is this lethal or non-lethal damage? Uh, is it a fat otter? Like, look edible looking. It's been well fed by this zoo. Ooh. You know what? I'll do non-lethal for now, and then we'll sort it out after. Noted. This otter is very unconscious, and um, I would just like to say at this point, the crowd screams. People start running for the exit with their small children, like people grab their baby and run for the exit. And I'm also going to say that there, since this happened here in this location, this is the only turn where you will not have crowd interference. Uh, I'm sorry. I did not read what I did, what I was supposed to do, right? That was actually five damage. Oh, not 12 damage? Correct. Sorry. Okay. I'm just going to take 12. That's fine. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, well, I don't know what else I could do for now. Um, I'll, I'll yell, get out of the water, Wing! And then uh, that'll be my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Wing, it's your turn. Uh, so I was expecting a quick, easy snack, but the snack is biting back. So I might get out of here. Uh, I, I swim uh, back to where I jumped in the water and try to climb out of the uh, enclosure. Okay. They get an attack of opportunity as you leave their melee range. That's fine. And this one's going to be on Nugget. Hmm. No. Does a 23 hit Nugget? Yes, very much so. Okay. Because they're still above their half HP, they're still going to do eight piercing damage to Nugget as they bite, 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 eight bites. Oh, no. Poor Nugget. Would it still be eight? I did knock one out. It's above its half HP. Yeah, so the way swarm rules work is that as long as it's above half HP, they do their full damage. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Swarms, they're really fun. Do I manage to get to the end of the uh, glass water thing and can I try to climb out? Yes and yes. And Nugget can as well. So you are officially currently like snapshot half over the glass barrier, dripping wet from your kilt, your beret, and your sombrero. I'm going to say that you left a lot of those coppers in the bottom of the otter water. Oh, yeah, they can go play with that. <laughs> and and that's the snapshot, is that you're, you've got, like, two two limbs pulling you out of the water, one limb half in the water, and you're, like, quickly withdrawing your leg, and you're like, ah, getting out of the water. <laughs> the foot here bites back. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. It is the otter's turn. Half of them, so I'm going to split them up in half. Half of them pursue you to the glass, but obviously you are above the, the water line. And half of them play with coppers happily. <laughs> Stella, we're to you. The crowd is going to start to react after your turn. Because okay. this has been one round. One of your friends is half on the glass, half off as they get out of the otter enclosure. The other of your friends has lost a spear. Mm, all right. Okay, so are the otter is are wing and nugget still in danger of being bitten by otters? This is a very important question. No. Okay. In that case, thank goodness, because if they were, then like if wing had stayed there, I might have actually killed all the otters with the spell that I was gonna cast because it wasn't gonna be an AOE spell, <laughs> and I don't think that the crowd would have liked that very much. So, seeing that the crowd is about to react, I'm gonna try to like, um, mm, 
Well, I- I'm going to do something about them. Uh, well, I mean, suggestion only works on one person, so I'm going to have to try to use my charisma. And um, I'm going to do a performance check. So should I roll first or should I describe first what I'm going to do? Describe first. Okay, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to like um, bow to the crowd and I'm going to say, and that was the marvelous bird in the otter exhibit, um, having just an otterly fun time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to like uh, bow and do some like um, magical effects using my like cantrips and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll performance. Can I help? Yes. How are you helping? I'm uh, acting like a hype man. Like, yeah, this is great. You know, just, woohoo, look at that bird. He was in the water. They don't usually swim. Yeah, the bird and the dragon. You see, like, this is an um, this is an otter bird dragon show. Uh, okay, so do I get advantage? Yes. Okay, good. So that's going to be a 15. Um, rolled a 10. So yeah, 15 on my performance check. A 15 is pretty high for level 3. The crowd is mollified, pacified, not going to throw you back into the otter exhibit, not going to, like, throw you out of the building. They're calmed down, and you all appear to be resolved and out of the otter exhibit. So, crowd action removed. We now are out of initiative. Oh, thank goodness. That was so much better than what I would have done if if Wing was about to get <laughs> eaten by otters. I've grown up around performance, so I can I can feel Stella's performing energy. So I would like to jump off the rim of the glass on a, in a three point landing and then do a bow. <laughs> Please do an acrobatics check. Oh, I'm okay at those. Oh, that's an eighteen. Oh, you do, you do. Nugget lands on my sombrero and does the pose as well. <laughs> uh, pardon me, <laughs> yes. Stella. That magic hand you had. Would you mind grabbing that spear? That's my last spear. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, but wait, first, is the spear still in the otter? Oh, no, I, I used the, the, not the pointy end, but the blunt end, just to knock it out. Oh, I see. Ah. Then, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, um, reach in and grab the spear, the, the spear, and kind of, like, hold it with the mage hand above, like, um, Skirmish's head, and, and we have the spear! And I applaud. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the production of this, uh, Performance. <laughs> the otter's laying there, unconscious, not moving. Hey, it's asleep. Ex- ex- except me. I was kind of harmed. Yeah, you're a performer. Okay. Um, it's, it's just show business. That that happens. No, no pain, no gain, as we said earlier, right? Oh, I do like show business. <laughs> I've only been to a handful of shows, but are you supposed to pass a hat around or something? Which hat would you like? I have a sombrero, I have a beret. Whichever holds the most money. Oh, the sombrero is holding a lot of money right now. Well, it was. Oh. Here you go. Well, we accept tips, I yell to the crowd. Oh, I know. I give I give Nugget the sombrero. He always gets the, the, the cute factor for extra money. Yeah. Um, I try to use my charismatic presence to, like, um, to make people want, like, to, to, um, tip, like... Anyone want a tip for this performance? Like, it was a show special. Just for you guys. The premiere of the Wing Otter Show. You each receive an additional 10 gold. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, these people were willing to pay 10 gold for that? The performance? They are suckers. We can do this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of which, Wing, 
I have a potion of hmm? healing if you want it. Oh, no, I am fine. I am, uh, me and Nugget, we are strong warriors. Aren't we a Nugget? Okay, Nugget's almost unconscious. No, he's not. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. We're fine. It is. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, if you say so, but yeah, I have two of them if you need one. They came in handy for me once. <laughs> but how, how, about we, um, how about we get out of here and see another exhibit? Because I feel like if we linger too long, some people might know what we did. I'm going to like whisper that one under my breath. I'm going to turn to Wing because he's an expert tracker. I think that's a great idea. Hey, um, did you see which way that uh, little dwarf went? Oh, don't worry. I can find him. All right, Nugget, let's do the thing. Uh, me and Nugget both drop on all fours and start sniffing the ground. You make a perception check? Is this a special ability you have? Uh, it is actually, kind of. Uh, let me just quickly find what I need for this. Um, I have advantage on survival checks to track my favorite enemies, and dwarves are one of my favorite enemies. Ah, all right. So, yes, you are able to sniff this dwarf... <laughs> On the ground, you and Nugget are, are sniffing and snuffing. You sniff and snuff your way out of the exhibit. You walk out of the building. There's a bit of a drop-off because it's a hill. And you walk down the hill, and there's a bush. And the scent goes right behind that bush. What do you do? It's off the path. Oh, I would probably not be looking at my surroundings. I would just keep my nose to the ground to keep following the scent. So definitely go into bush. You are now out of sight of the path behind this bush. Stella and Skirmish, your friend is out of sight. Oh. You're all feeling a little tense right now, huh? How about Nugget? Where's Nugget? Oh, he's, he's with me. I would like to follow him. Like, as he's sniffing on the ground, I am right on his tail. So if he goes behind the bush, I also go behind the bush. Yeah. I'll follow as well, but I'll, I'll like, kind of look around, make sure that everything's fine. No one's watching us or something like that. Perception check. Okay. Perception? Are you kidding me? I thought this was a good dice. I rolled a one for a total of four. <laughs> I mean, with a natural one, I'm tempted to tell you something, um, <laughs> like, incorrect and just totally misleading. Or should we fail forward? Here's the DM <laughs> dilemma. I really want to mess with you guys, but I should have you fail forward. So <laughs> I will say that you fall. Tripping is funny? Yeah? Definitely. I guess so. <laughs> You're not looking at your feet. And you fall, and with your hand, you put your hand, and it rubs out some, some, it falls into what feels like softer than sand. So, like, part of you falls on crunchy leaves and twigs, and part of you falls on something that's softer than sand, and it's your hand. And it feels tingly. Your fingers feel, like, super weird, and your face is in the dirt. I'm probably going to, like, cry out as I fall because I'm a bit dramatic. I'm going to, like, ah, and, and, and fall down, and then I'm just going to be like... Uh, this is why I don't climb mountains. <laughs> kind of like panting. Because um, I'm already down eight, 10 HP from climbing the mountain. <laughs> so, um, But then I feel something really squishy. I'm just like, oh no. But then I, I'm going to like look at my hand, see what it is, and I'm just going to like try to see what squishy thing I landed in or fell in. So it's not squishy. It's dry. It's dust. Oh, it's dust. dry. It's dust. Yeah, and and it is... Super soft and glittery, and now the glitter has stuck to your skin, and your hand is glittery, and it feels weird. And you notice, um, well, you had a perception check of one, so I'm, I'm doing the, I chose the fail forward option, listeners. You notice that you rubbed a break in a circle of this dust, 
So it was in a circle. Oh, <laughs> we have shocked Pikachu faces. I love it. It was a circle of dust and you completely obliterated it. And now it, and it, it now is just glittery on your hand. As a player, I am quite sure that I know. And I, I feel like Stella might know this because she might have some experience with this topic. I am so excited because then Stella just like um, looks at her hands like, oh, it glitters. Guys, come over here. I got to show you guys something. Uh, Skirmish would like to help her up off the ground. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I am now. I'm going to use like prestitution, kind of like dust myself off. Make sure that I don't have, have anything spoiling my perfect outfit. Yeah, look, look at this dust. It seems familiar to me. Have you seen something like this before? What did you find? I am under sand. You are under sand? Well, you should get out of the sand. No, he's on the scent. Oh. <laughs> the scent takes you right to this circle. You reached it a second after she tripped and obliterated it. Okay, I found the dwarf. He is dust now. And he's a circle. Uh, I don't think that's what it is. I think this might be... Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like, should I do a history check? Or should yes. I say what I think it is? History check. History. Oh, natural 20 for a total of 20. Because I have a plus zero. You gain the pass information and then you gain extra information. The pass information is that a circle of dust can be used as a magical teleportation circle. Whoa. And then because you got a natural 20... I'm going to give you the word. You know the word. You've read this word. It's spelled E-K-E-N, as in nugget, B, as in boy, L-I-M, as in... Hmm. Mango? Mango. Yeah. And I pronounce that Ekenblim, but you can pronounce it however you want. You know that word because of your natural 20. This is Ekenblim dust. Oh my god, guys, this, this like, never happens. I almost never remember what I learned in class. So, um, what I just fell into? <laughs> and you also know that it is mutagenic. It's mutagenic. Okay, um, so I, I, I'm gonna say, so this thing that I just fell into, this is thing called Ekenblim, Ekenblim dust. It's always hard to pronounce, no matter how many times I pronounce it. So I went to this university, and I actually remember something that I learned. This, like, never happens. We just broke a teleportation circle, I think, into the, um, is the Yosekai a thing that um, characters would know about? With your natural 20, you do. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it might be teleporting, um, I think I might have teleported them into the Yosekai, whoever went in here, because that's how you go there. I've been in one of these before. So, small question. Since I was following the scent by sniffing the ground, and this is fine dust. Is there a chance that I have sniffed something of this up? Absolutely. You have Ekenblim dust in you. Oh my god. Hurry! Yeah, I probably... What I have noticed Wing sniffing, or what I, was I too busy, like, um, getting up off the ground at that point? <laughs> you followed Wing sniffing to the bush. I oh, imagine okay. me coming out of the bush, you see, like, under my nostrils, there's like a glittery goon fling going down my mouth. <laughs> yeah, about that. It's also... It does weird things if you, like, touch it. Or if you inhale it. So if weird things start happening to you very soon, that's probably why. Because you inhaled some of it. I, I have some on my hand. Like, I had some on my hand. So something weird might happen to my hand. Skirmish, you probably didn't. I will tell you the effect. Because you got a natural 20. I'll give you all the info. Natural okay. 20 is info dump. Yes. If you die, you will come back as a mindless undead because of this dust. It's doing that to you. So, okay. The two of us had better not die. Because we're going to come back as undead. If if we die, so let's let's try not to die. 
from now on. So no jumping into animal enclosures. All right. If we can avoid it. Well, I usually try not to die, but I'll be extra careful this time. Maybe. Yeah, because it's harder to resurrect you if you've been turned into an undead. Resurrection magic is a thing, but it's a bit harder. I just look at Miss Stella with very large eyes and I'm like, yes, those are words. (laughs) So I've got two questions. So one, you're saying don't touch the dust, correct? Uh, yeah, if if you don't want to become a mindless undead when you die, then yeah, I don't. If you're okay with that, if if you're like I don't I don't worry about what happens to my body after I die, then sure. It's just you might end up killing more people and being under the control of something. No. That's alright. I think I'll avoid it then. Question two I have a history of breaking things, so this circle that you broke, do we have to pay yeah. somebody to have it fixed? I have no idea. But a lot of people in the Osekai don't Except gold as payment, they accept other things. And then she kind of like looks at one of her tattoos on her on her hand. That's kind of like a vine. Like um, I lost part of my memory as a payment for something to someone in the Yosekai. It's, it's like it's like a vine tattoo, a, a dark a dark blue tattoo that has like flowers and vines on it, and it's like it's it's on her um, hand and forearm. Oh, you have a very nice tattoo, though. I know. I really like it, actually. And the person who gave it to me is. Um, I mean, she's nice, but she she looks dreamy for a second. <laughs> Anyways, what we were talking about? <clears throat> she's blushing a tiny bit. Uh, the circle. What do we do about the circle? Oh, the circle. I have no idea. I mean, I'm going to try, like, gingerly putting my toe in it to see if anything happens. In the dust or inside? In the circle. Inside the circle, like stepping over the dust. It's broken, nothing happens. Yeah, that's what I thought. So if this circle was complete, if you step in, then you might be transported to another dimension. But since it's broken, nothing's going to happen. So I guess we're going to just look around and try to find another one, or try to fill in the circle. I have never tried that one before. My brother did that before. All right. Well, I can use... I have a shirt in my, my pack, and I can use it and to, to scoot the dust so I don't touch it. I don't care if my shirt comes back undead. That's fine. So, but I'll make a smaller circle, and so it'll still be a circle, but it'll just be smaller. Would that work? Are you sure about that? Are you sure you don't want your shirt to become undead? I mean, an undead shirt could be pretty scary. Like, just imagine if that wraps itself around your neck. And I, I'm trying to, like, psych out Skirmish a little bit. I'm trying to mess with him a tiny bit. <laughs> well, number one, I don't wear shirts. I just have it in the back in case someone else gets cold. So I'm totally taps off. Uh, number two, I can handle an undead shirt. At least I think I can. Well, I hope I can. We'll see. Would you like a circle? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't see what else we could do. <laughs> we could try that. All right. Taking the shirt out. Scoot, scoot, scoot. I'm not very good up close. You'll have to tell me like a little bit more here, a little bit more there. You know. I, I use a mage hand to guide his hand. Perfect. Oh, you got one of them hands. Why don't you do the scooting? Oh, okay, sure. Um, I just hope that this mage hand doesn't come back as undead. I don't want to. Eh, I'm, I'm already, my hand is already going to do that, so. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to use my mage hand and the shirt to scoot it around <laughs> to try to complete the circle. You complete the circle. <laughs> I'm going to, like, step back 
and then look to see if anything happens, like if there's any shimmering portal that appears. Do you say any magic words? Uh... You said something that starts with an E earlier. Oh, a Kenblim? Uh, Yosekai? Yeah, that's where we can go into. Um, and then I, I start, like, babbling some arcana words to at least try to sound like I'm doing something. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna try something. And I'm going to, like, mutter a bunch of words, including... Oh, actually, I'm gonna say a bunch of words in Sylvan, because I know Sylvan. So I'm going to try to say, um, portal that was broken, um, why don't you complete... Let's go to the Yosekai and meet the Akemblim. And to them, we shall greet. Try to make it rhyme. <laughs> it sounds so official, and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it sounded official. <laughs> and I step back dramatically. Um, Don't worry. I know a magic word. What? Nugget. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna minor illusion a portal to appear inside the circle. <laughs> We did it! I walk into the circle. <laughs> Nothing happens because it's a minor illusion. <laughs> and then I dispel it and like giggle under my breath. <laughs> oh, it was only a very short circle magic thing. Okay. It's probably because the circle is smaller. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, I'm the one who broke it, so... Yeah, that didn't do anything, even though I tried. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about making Akemblem circles. I know what they are, but not how to make them. I should have paid more attention in class. Or taken that special Yosekai course. <sighs> Miss Stella, small question. Yes? We were following a dwarf. Would it help if we spoke dwarf to the circle? I don't know dwarvish, but if any of you do, you can try that. I speak dwarfish. Okay, but well, why don't you try that? Okay, um, I say in dwarfish, uh, Hello, Mr. Circle. We would like you to make the magic door that goes to the other place. Thank you. Oh, don't forget to say please. That's the magic word I know. Oh, okay. Good idea. Schimmer. It's please in Dorvish. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> oh, and this time I'm not going to mess with my friends and, and create a minor illusion portal. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to, my, my friend to believe that, um, the name of his, uh, <laughs> of his dragon is magical. <laughs> Oh, I, I know it is. It was just a very short-lived portal. It's a, it's a hasty portal. Oh, um, I, I didn't say that in character. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just what, that, uh, that's what Wing believes. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> he knows I it's think magic. I have an idea. So Skirmish will step out to the path, and then he'll shout as loud as he can, and I won't shout here because that would be rude. Uh, hey, does anybody know about this magic circle behind this bush? And the word to use it. So. Make a persuasion check. Oh, I got to 21. Nice. A person wearing formal dark suit and glasses. They are a male. And I think they're human. I'm not seeing any particular D&D race here. They look at you and they leave the path and come help you. And they're like, what's going on here? So, me and my friends are following a guy that seemed to disappear and were very concerned about him. Uh, he walked into a circle and then he's gone. Uh, my friend, my other friend says that, uh, it's some kind of magic circle. I don't know much about magic, but if you could help us, we want to, we think he dropped these papers and I pull out the papers 
show them the papers and say, we'd like to return these. These seem very important. So if you could help us, that would be great. He sees your papers. And I think this is hilarious because this is Walter Tebow, but you don't know that. And he says, you're so helpful. I will take these to the administration for you. Uh, Thanks. And he will receive the papers. So he's taking them out of my hand. I'm not going to let him go. Can I do an insight check to see if he's really going to bring them to administration? Yeah, do an insight check. Okay. Oh, that was pretty good. What was my insight? I rolled well for once. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. He absolutely will take them to administration. Oh, oh, this guy's good. I think he's going to take them to administration. Yeah, all right. I let go. Thank you, sir. And what's your name? I'm Walter. Walter Tebow. He shakes your hand, and he's got very bodyguard vibes. Suit, dark glasses, investigated danger. All right. Well, I'm Skirmish. Last wing. Last Stella. Nice to meet you. You forgot Nugget. Oh, sorry. He's so small. And I'm way up here. Yeah, how could you? That's Nugget. He's great. Hi, Nugget. Wing and Stella and Skirmish. I hope you enjoy your day at the zoo today. Try to stay on the path. And I'll let administration know about the missing people we take cases of missing people very seriously do an in- insight check oh he said 21 i got a nine i got a 16 skirmish you think he takes cases of missing people very seriously stella you do too wing you feel like maybe he doesn't there's a small grin in his eyes and at the tip of his mouth very seriously but the think- other two you're convinced he, he does are you sure you take missing persons very seriously? <laughs> I, f- I see what's going on. You don't have a person that is very good at finding people. I am very good at finding people. So if you would like, you can uh, you can hire me. Uh, you can find me usually at uh, Fire Brief and Kittens Guildhall. Do you have a card? Do I have a card? I think he wants to see your tattoo, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's right here on my beak. Oh, no, a sending stone number so I can call you? Do you have a sending stone? What is sending stone? Oh, like a spell stone? He hands you a small card that says, Walter Tebow, contractor. I love that. Walter Tebow, contractor. And then it has a a spell stone number on it. Why don't we go with you to the administration building and we can talk a little bit more? We'd love to help. That's what we do. Yeah, if you guys want to go to the administration, are you ready? Look, Mistella. Yes? I got a card with scribbles on it. Oh, good. Um, yeah, if, if we find a communication stone or someone who has one, then we can probably use that. I put it in my, I put it somewhere in my pockets. Maybe there, there's an office stone we can use and we can call him and just to say hello at the administration building. Oh, possibly. I've heard that such a thing exists, though I don't know if the zoo has one. We'll have to see. Um, should we, should we go to administration? Cause that was a, that wasn't the map. And just to let you guys know, all of the locations are open. You can go wherever you would like. Does Mr. Thibault want us to go with him to administration? He is very nonchalant. He's got sunglasses on and is just standing there with the suit, having given you his card. Like, I'm going there. I'm going to take these papers. I feel safe around this man. Let's follow this man to administration. Yeah. He has shiny eyeglasses. Sounds good, as long as we can see animals after. I'm really excited to be here. I don't know if I said that. I mean, should, we should find some animals along the way, I think. It'll be, yeah, yeah, we will. It'll, it'll be fine. All right, everyone, please make a constitution saving throw from hiking up and down mountain trails as you change locations. 
Normally, the location changes in these parallel games are free. This time, not so much because Mountain. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> I have an 18. I have a 6. I've got a 24. <clears throat> Skirmish, you're the only one exempt. All oh, right. No. The other two... Please choose to either lose one spell slot, lose 10 HP, or gain the first level or your next level of exhaustion. I'll lose one first level spell slot. Yeah. <laughs> I could do 10 hit poison and I'm almost already dying. <laughs> and then I come back as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you though? <laughs> do you want to challenge me on this? I don't think so. <laughs> I, will, I will take one level of exhaustion. <laughs> okay. So just to remind everyone, first level of exhaustion, disadvantage on ability checks, second level exhaustion, speed halved, and disadvantage on ability checks. I think we should take a little break at administration. <laughs> yeah, why are these places so far? Like, I just feel even more drained. Probably gonna fall again. Hopefully I don't break another circle. But the view is lovely. <laughs> you can see all of Guasso from here. At least we have... A nice view while we fall unconscious from exhaustion. That's nice. You can you can lean on me if you want. If you'd like, I can carry you. Do you like piggyback rides? Put, put, wink. <laughs> Puts up his arms. All right, and then uh, Nugget can be on your back, and they can be like two two piggyback levels. Oh my gosh. I want to hold. I want to hold Nugget. He reminds me of my sister. Like, well, sometimes she doesn't want to be held. So let's see if Nugget wants to be held. And um, I'm gonna pick Nugget up if he wants to be held. I'm a dragon, so I have advantage on charisma checks with other dragons. So <laughs> um, Nugget is more prone to like me than regular people. <laughs> I think in that case, Nugget will be extremely uh, excited to be held by you, and and the wing will have have a look in his eyes like. Mm, okay, you you can hold him, I guess. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hold, I hold Nugget like I would my baby sister. Because I, I have a baby sister who is a full dragon, but she's a baby. Uh, Nugget is a li little bit grown now, but he's still uh, he's still small, so he's easy to carry. Yeah. And we follow to administer. I guess we continue following. <laughs> okay. Although the paths are narrower, implying that they are not intended for large groups of visitors, you can freely walk around the administration area. Tidy, narrow paths weave to little houses half hanging off of the cliffside. There isn't much room here for an exhibit or for large buildings, and you can see why they chose this area for just administration buildings. Everybody, please do a perception check. All right. 18. Uh, 15, even with disadvantage. Pretty nice. I got a 10. Skirmish, you don't, but everyone else hears bang, bang, bang. The sound is coming from behind a narrow riverstone-faced building with a plaque. You can't see what is behind this building other than, from this angle, open air because of the way the mountain drops off the cliff. I cling tightly to, to large Mr. Skirmish. He will protect me from this banging. Oh, that's a bit tight. Uh, what's going on? There's a loud begging. Can you not hear this? <laughs> uh, no. Where is it coming from? Oh my gosh, he's so big, but he has not big ears, I guess. I guess your hands are over his head and ears. 
Oh yes, hij doet de full, full reach around his head. So my arms are fully covering his ears, eyes, everything. Maybe it's because your wings are kind of acting like earmuffs for him. Yeah, they're kind of covering his ears right now. <laughs> Featherless bird wings. Yeah, you feel the, the rough skin of a bird that is featherless scraping on your head. It's probably not good feeling. So you're saying there's banging over there. And now that the wings are no longer over your ears, you can hear bang. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Uh, I'm familiar with bangs. Uh, we should probably go check that out, unless you'd like to follow that gent into the building. Yeah, this isn't the good kind of banging, even though I don't know if I'd want to see that. That that, that counts as voyeurism. Um, anyways. Uh, I will I will follow this person into the building. You can check out banging if you want, but uh, I will follow him inside and see what he does with the papers and maybe find a nice couch to... Uh, snap on that's a good idea you're probably the best at following so you'd be able to find him you could help uh stella do you want to go check out that uh noise sure all right let's go let's split the party every time (laughs) nothing bad will happen oh boy okay so that means that walter tebow you're saying is going into the administration building I want to respect your desire to split the party, and I also want to tell you there's a, an interaction between Walter Tebow and the thing that's about to happen that just kind of, like, spun... Like, I didn't plan that, but he's got a thing he would say if he was present. So, like, I kind of... Can I have Walter Tebow investigate the sound with Stella and Skirmish? Is that okay? It's up to oh, you, yeah, DM. I just follow him. I don't know where he's going to go. Oh. Yeah, he hears the banging, and he heads around the side of the building picking up speed as he walks. Okay, so he's with you guys as you all head around the building. Bang! 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 The sound is coming from behind a narrow river stone-faced building with a plaque. You walk around it carefully because of the narrow mountainous angle. A probably human woman with a hammer in her inhumanly oversized hands is flattening a nail in wood. She sets another nail down and with a smooth and practiced swing, sinks it into the wood plank of this partially constructed building. So there's like a new building being constructed back beyond the Riverstone building. She sees you and looks up sheepishly. Oh, hello there. Do you need any help? I ask to the woman. You guys have Walter Tebow with you, so I'm going to say he goes, Isla, I won this contract. What are you doing here? And he just talks right over. I, I know we don't talk over one another. And this character is talking over you, Skirmish. <laughs> and and Isla Hester, this is an interesting interaction we got going on here. She says, sorry, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I know I lost the bid. I told myself I was just coming here to look at the work you were doing, Walter. But when I saw it done like this, and it's implied this shoddily, she shrugs. I couldn't help myself. I had to fix it. You know, <laughs> OCD. And then Walter starts to say something, and now you can talk over him if you would like. Um, I, I, I'm gonna like I was giving Nugget some scritches, but then I, I'm gonna look up and say, "Oh, um, so wait, I, didn't you do like administration work?" I say to Walter Tebow. No, I'm the newly hired contractor. I was the one who was hired to make this expansion. Oh, All right. You saw my work at the koala exhibit. Oh, that was your work. You, you could you could use some more signs um, because some people didn't see the qual exhibit there apparently, and one person was really really into the qual exhibit. 
like looking at it like nothing else. I don't know. That guy just really liked koalas, I guess. Yeah. But otherwise, nice job. I mean, I saw the koala exhibit and it was quite nice. But I would say use more signs so people, more people could appreciate the beauty. Um, so you're a contractor. A sign. Oh, I should add a sign. Yeah. And then Isla rolls her eyes like, of course she would have added a sign. It's a zoo. <laughs> so if you're in charge of just making structures and whatnot, how, who, is it your purview to, to find missing people? I don't. I just know the boss. He hired me. Okay. So. I was going to deliver your message and your papers because I was going here anyway. I work here. Unlike some people. What are you doing here, Isla? And she's like, ah, uh, uh, this is not my place. <laughs> my offer was outbid, so I should just mind my own business. She straightens from where she had been hammering, dusts her legs off with her oversized hands, and starts. She's going to make one move action to walk away. She's going to move 30 feet back along the mountain path past you all. I should have just minded my own business. Sorry, I just I just wanted to see, you know, check out the job site, see how it was going. Excuse me, miss. Are you familiar with the zoo? The Hokkaido Mountain Zoo that we're at? Right. This is this is the first zoo I've ever been to in my life. And I could use somebody who's been to a zoo a lot to show me around. And you look like somebody that could help. Yeah. And she sees a chance to escape from Walter Tebow and is like, I can definitely show you around. I came here for fun today, and I'd been here uh, once before when I tried to Great. bid on the... Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I can show you... What do you want to see? Parrots? I don't know. Do uh, you want to go see... Oh, the petting zoo. That's where I should take you. All right. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> There's a pet... You can touch the animals? Like they let you. <laughs> okay, and this is the the... Like, if you can picture vectors moving in directions, she's trying to escape from Walter Tebow. <laughs> you guys are, like, standing there. Walter's going to look at the nails that she sunk in, and, like, he's going to admit that they're well done and better done than he could have done. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Which which direction are you going? Uh, I'm actually going to go with um, Isla, because I, I have something that I want to ask her. Okay. One going with Isla. Skirmish? Wing? Oh, well, uh, apparently this guy is not going to find the guy for us, so he's pretty much useless. Uh, but if we're going to keep walking, uh, Mr. Skirmish, uh, I tire. I gotcha. Jump on. Okay. <laughs> so are we going to get those papers back? Or are we going to find out what happened to this dwarf? Walter waves his hand at you and he's like, I'll deliver them. It's just right there. It's not a big deal. Well, we're also right here. It's not a big deal. You're right. So yeah, it's up to your guys' choice. Are you going into the building with the river stones cobbled onto it, onto its exterior, the narrow administrative building, or are you going to the petting zoo with Isla? She's going to book it. She's heading out of here. So your chance to talk to her is rapidly diminishing. Like, I'm already going with her, but like, um, once I've asked her my question and if she tells me something that's not interesting, I'm probably going to go back, but I'm with her. Well, I'll follow Stella because I don't. She she did uh, bail us out of a situation with the otters, and uh, I like that kind of backup. <laughs> oh, yeah, when you all almost died to zoo animals. Well, <laughs> almost. And, and I will fall asleep. Okay. Really? Well, he's on my back, falling asleep. Oh, got it. 
<laughs> okay. That's so cute. I love that image. And, and Nugget's probably falling asleep at the same time as um as Wing is in, in my arms. Aww. I'm just like, oh, oh my god, so cute. Oh yes, our day and night cycles are in sync. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wing, you are immune from the Constitution saving throw this time. Now, skirmish. I'm gonna give you disadvantage. Well, I don't know about that because my carrying capacity is quite oh. large. <gasps> yeah, how much do you weigh, Wing? And Nugget. How much does Nugget... Oh, no. Nugget's being carried by Stella. Yeah. How much do you weigh wing? Oh, you're lighter now because you don't have feathers, so actually only 90% of your previous number. My carrying capacity is not big. Really not big. I I think you can carry a Nugget. You're good. Oh, yeah. I I weigh like 90 pounds normally, so that's about 80 pounds. I am am a bird. I am (laughs) hollow-boned. Yeah. Skirmish your carrying capacity? Uh... It's about 900 and something, <laughs> so I think we're good. Also, wow. I did notice that I, I have a property called Mountainborn, and I don't suffer the penalties from being in high altitudes. Would that be this? What? <laughs> yes. Well, then, we're all right. I can carry both of you. <laughs> can you really? Like, I, I am getting pretty tired. Hop, hop on. <laughs> Okay. I won't carry Isla. I don't know her very well. I'm gonna hop on too. <laughs> Describe what this looks like. So I got I got a bird on my back and this beautiful dragon lady in my arms and I feel like a real hero. It's wonderful. <laughs> and, and and the dragon lady's holding a baby dragon who's sleeping. This is a this is a really nice image. I like that I like this image. <laughs> Wins the most adorable image. <laughs> Oh my gosh, none Fire of you brief. have to make... <laughs> Fire breathing kittens fans, get on this. We need some fan out of this image. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so just make a normal constitution saving throw. No disadvantage, you're just walking like normal to the giraffe and poodoo petting playground. So if I don't suffer penalties, do I still roll? Oh gosh, yeah, no, yeah. So so none of you have to roll, and we're just heading. Oh my goodness. Okay, You're, it's perfect because it's very suited to you. This is where you feel the most comfortable. Oh, yeah. And just to retcon this, uh, I did mi- uh, lose 10 points earlier that I probably shouldn't have. You felt like you did, but they're, they're back now. Oh, good. <laughs> that that yeah. river fight with the otters probably uh, helped me out. Yeah, you're Adrenaline. reinvigorated. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm just going to, yeah, skip the no more constitution. You're just being carried for the rest of the game, but there's no more constitution saving <laughs> Okay. Nice. So the giraffe and Poodoo petting playground. Poodoo, it turns out, are adorable cat-sized deer. And I do have a picture. I'm going to send it to you guys in the chat. Mm-hmm. Or you can look up Poodoo. Let me know if you can look up Poodoo, because you can just do that. Mm, actually, yeah, I'll just look up Poodoo. Okay. I'm going to send a screen capture. <laughs> this is what a Poodoo is, and they're real. I normally say all things in Fire Breathing Kittens are works of fiction, and they do not resemble anything in reality at all, but this is real. I want to see a Poodoo now that I know what they are. <laughs> ah! Oh, that's adorable. Ah! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so you're... Okay, Poodoo, it turns out, are adorable cat-sized deer. You know this because as you arrive at the giraffe and Poodoo petting playground, multiple Poodoo are being pet by small children inside a grassy, fenced paddock. Beside the petting paddock are 
is if you guys want to just remember this, there's a petting paddock, are a children's wading pool, and a playground with a slide and swings. Apart from the single namesake giraffe standing over yonder in a separate paddock, which is far away and seems lonely, the other animals, the pudu, are arranged petting zone style right up close and you can feed them. It is one copper for food. Oh, so this is so this is one of the um things that I was telling you about where you, they give you food that you can feed the animals safely. Perfect. Oh, that's so cute. Um, mind putting me down for a second, Skirmish? Oh, sure. No problem. Sorry. There you are. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. It was really nice not having to walk all this way, so thanks for carrying me. Eh, no problem. So, the Wing's player has a small request. Since Wing is currently asleep, could you like put the sleeping Wing like in between the Pudus and then if he, w- he wakes up like surrounded by Pudus? <laughs> sure. I imagine, even though he's asleep, he probably wants to wake up amongst these adorable animals. And I place Wing right there. And I also place Nugget there. Oh, they wake up together. Yeah. Wing and Nugget, you wake up because there's Pudu doing a little mlem face being pet by a child, like right right a few feet from you, and its tongue is sticking out, and it's just being pet by a little kid. <laughs> I am also going to pet the uh, Pudus. I'm going to go hop in the enclosure, even if I'm not allowed or something, because I'm too tall. <laughs> You're allowed. It's a petting. Yeah, you just can go in. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. What are we surrounded by nuggets? We cannot eat these. These are too adorable. Uh, DM. I did a quick look up, and it looks like I can carry only 480 pounds. So, just clarification, sorry. I can lift 900, but carry 480, sorry. Ah. Well, I think you're good. Stella weighs very little. Yeah, we're like 150 oh, no pounds. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, so you're surrounded by Pudu. There is a playground, there is a wading pool, and there is this petting paddock. What do you do? Uh, well, I have to make sure that Isla is still with us because I want to ask her something. So is she there? Yes. Okay. After we've gotten our Pudu cuteness, I- I'm going to like turn to her and say, um, so this missing person that we were looking for, his name is uh, Rolf, I think, Stonebreaker. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, DM. What was his name? Uh, I'm a little bit confused by which person you're referring to. Oh, like the person whose receipts that we found, and the person who we tracked to the, um, Akemblem circle. They may not be the same person. Oh, they're not the same people? Those are different people. Oh, right. Um, okay, well, first of all, the guy who's on the receipts. Um, first I'm gonna ask about that. Okay, what do you say exactly? Uh, I, I forgot to write down the name. So, um, I think it was... Stonebreaker last name, but I forget their first name. Oh, Rolt. I remember. Rolt. Okay. Oh, yeah, Rolt Stonebreaker. So, um, do you know anyone named Rolt Stonebreaker? We found a bunch of his receipts. That's what, um, Walter was delivering to the administration. You know what I mean on that name? Yeah. Rolt Stonebreaker is the CEO of the Hokkaido Mountain Zoo. Oh. He's the one who hired Walter Tebow instead of me, which I think... Sure. But I think I'm more qualified. Like, And I would probably bid less. I don't know how Walter's able to afford the equipment to do this job when he's not really even a carpenter. Uh, I see. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about CO stuff. Like, my mom handles that. But th- this Stonebreaker guy, is his, like, a thing that he usually does? Leaves receipts just lying around? Like, a lot of them to really expensive things? 
expensive things. That sounds unusual. I can't say I've ever seen one. What did you see exactly? Like we saw tickets, really exclusive um, tickets to shows and things like that. There were like 300 gold pieces, <gasps> 100 gold pieces. Like there were <gasps> just a bunch of receipts for those tickets. How is Ralt Stonebreaker affording that? He's a CEO. Maybe there is some income that you don't know about, or maybe someone's um, stole his identity. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm not going to judge someone who's a victim of identity theft, and she a player is completely pacified by that. She um, doesn't ask that many questions. I have, I have another question. Like, there was another person who went, like, um, missing, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, he's the one who disappeared in this, like, circle. Probably was teleported to another dimension. We tracked his scent to that circle. Um, it was this dwarf, this redheaded dwarf. Um, he was really intent on looking around and at the koala exhibit. He really likes koalas. Do you know any redheaded dwarves who like koalas? I can't say I do, but a missing person's a really big deal. Like, are they okay? I have no idea. I mean, oh my gosh, they stepped inside a circle, and that circle has like it is like mutagenic. Like it has, it can make someone into a mindless oh undead gosh. if they die. So, Ooh. all right. I so, Isla's going home after this. <laughs> uh, Isla appeared in the episode "Happy Little Trees." She's very much a. I'm going to go home. <laughs> this place <laughs> is weird. <laughs> Maybe it's best that I didn't win the contract to this place if there's people disappearing. Actually, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. Thank you for telling me about that. Yeah, it's true. And and if you're if ever looking for contractors, like uh. Come by, come, come by the Argentina state. Sometimes we, sometimes we need them. I don't know. Sometimes we make expansions. Oh, she gives you her card and she says, "I'm. I would love to work with you. I have great rates." So, so Isla, I have a question for you. So you seem to be very good at um, construction, and you were saying that um, Walter is not. Why do you think he won the contract if he's not very good? That's a good question. Hmm. Do you think that perhaps the CEO, uh, Rolt, is uh, skimming money off the top by paying shoddy contractors? That happened in my village once. Once. <gasps> oh my goodness. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't presume. I don't know. And um, this is like an NPC personality thing. She's not... Mm, how do I phrase this? She's not the investigator that you guys are. Isla just wants to live in a small, quiet town that isn't getting murdered by a werewolf and <laughs> just have a normal day. It's the happy little trees. Spoilers. And <laughs> she just she just wants to do work and she just wants to have a good life. She doesn't want adventure. And she's now very much going home after this. And she's like, I don't want to be involved with. Oh, my good. I'm you know, I'm really glad I didn't win. the. Yeah. So glad I didn't win this bid at this point. Well. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to scare you or anything. Uh, you know what? That little bird that's sleeping right there by the poodoos, uh, he has coins that appear above his head, and if you wait, you can grab one, and you can go buy some food, and you can uh, go feed the animals. Wouldn't that be great? You should do it. <laughs> yeah, before you go home, before like more weird stuff happens. Yeah, she catches a coin before it can fall on Wing's sleeping head. It just seems the polite thing to do and <laughs> buys some food and then is going to head out if you guys are done talking to her. Yep, I, I got the information that I wanted. I will uh, do the same. I will grab a coin. I'll pay him back later. 
and then uh, buy some food and pet the animals. I'm so thrilled. Right? I'm also going to spend, um, uh, how many is it? How many copper is it for food? One copper, one turn of the, of the, it's gears. An artificer made this. I'll spend like five copper. I'll, I'll um, feed five poodoo. Ah. Okay, so we have Wing sleeping on the ground. Your friends feeding poodoos as they stop paying attention to you and taking the copper. One falls on your head and wakes you up. Eh. Eh. Why didn't this one broke it? Oh. Oh. Hello, tiny animals. Oh, he's doing a blem. Oh, there's another blem. Oh, I'm surrounded by blems. Oh, it's light. Aren't they <laughs> Me adorable? <and> Nugget will... <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nugget will be playing on the slide <laughs> for probably a long time. You head toward the playground. Yeah, please do a perception check on the playground. Oh no, what's going on with the playground? Oh, I have this at funny still. Uh, that would be a 15. That's great. He did it! <clears throat> Oops, sorry. Slowly, deliberately pronounced. He did it! He stood up. I think I saw a first step. A beautiful woman wearing purple that doesn't quite cover enough of her milky white skin is talking on a sending stone while twin brass dragonborn babies sit on a picnic blanket. <laughs> okay, so since Nugget was already like cuddling up way too much to one uh, kind of dragon person, I'm like clutching close to me. No, Nugget, we're going and slide together. No, no more breast, breast dragon. No, we go and slide together. <laughs> I haven't had many friends, okay? I'm protective. <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, I'll be, uh, we'll, be, we'll be playing on slide. There's a slide. <laughs> All right, so you miss it as. One of the baby dragonborns, you're busy going down a slide and you don't see this, pulls on the picnic mm. basket and pulls himself up to standing. You watch, or no, you fail to watch as he takes his first step. The scantily clad beauty in purple claps and female cheering and good job, Nesgrax Jr. can be heard from the sending stone. Oh my god, as a player who's a fan of Nesgrax, I'm just like, I love that. So sweet. <laughs> If only someone would have noticed. Oh, well. <laughs> Missed his first steps. Yeah. <laughs> These poodoo sure are cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably still feeding poodoo because I just like cuteness overload. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to like play with them until either um, I I've spent my five copper or something else happens. So, yeah, that's where I am. I'm going to move to the uh, giraffe because I'm all out of food for the poodoo. And I'm going to try and shout up at it. Hello, giraffe. How's the weather up there? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> this takes you close to the waiting pool. You have to walk past the waiting pool to get closer to the giraffe paddock. Uh, you did tell me before the game that you wanted to learn how to swim. So I added this waiting pool here for you. Oh, excellent. The giraffe looks angry and alone. You would say do an insight check, actually. I got a 10. Okay. With a, a 10, I'm just going to give you a flat. There's something like wrong with the giraffe being by itself. It doesn't look right. You're not, you can't say you've ever seen a giraffe alone. Hmm. There's more than one poodoo. There's only one giraffe. So do I just think it looks sad and that's all? Yeah. 
I'll be your friend, giraffe. And I will, I, I'd like to climb into the paddock of the giraffe. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I just wanted to be his friend. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you had waited one, one second, if you had waited one second, I would have come help you with this. <laughs> I've been great for this, but no. I'm going to use your initiative from earlier. Okay. Skirmish wing Stella, but I'll start at the Stella part. So it'll be Stella skirmish wing. I think that's fair because sure. you didn't get a... These might go quickly. <laughs> it's actually really funny because I rolled the exact same thing that I rolled earlier. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So the giraffe gets a surprise round. Uh, okay, why do we keep picking is... fights with animals? <laughs> that's a good question. This is an older lone giraffe. Um, it is a huge sized, if that affects your mechanics at all, divine fey beast lawful good. It makes a trampling charge at you. If the giraffe moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a stomp attack on the same turn, the target must make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So let's make you stomp attack first. Does a 20 non-natural hit you? Oh, yes. The giraffe charges at you. Its long neck leans forward and its long legs start charging across the ground with its tail, with the little brown brush at the end whipping up behind it. And it, it tramples you. Please, oh my goodness, take 12 bludgeoning damage and make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. I got a 13. You are not knocked prone, which is good. You would have had disadvantage, like it would have attacked you with advantage. Um, So it could have rolled a critical. It's, it's, okay. Whew. And is the 12 bludgeoning damage leaving you still conscious? Oh, yes. I, I haven't lost any health with the moving on the mountain, so I'm good. Right. You're about to be not good. Stella, your friend is under the hooves of a giraffe. Like, it's so tall that even you're... Are you nine feet tall? Oh, I'm seven seven. Yeah, even your seven foot seven inch tall friend is dwarfed by the creature that is pelting him with its hooves. Hmm. Okay, well, there are a couple of things that I can do. Oh my god, that's, that's a rough predicament, but I am sure... Not going to go in there with you. That's the thing. I'm gonna have to do stuff remotely because I have 13 hit points left. Oh yeah, don't. So did she say it was huge? Inside? Yeah, it was oh, huge yeah. size. And so it's medium, and, large, huge. Is that correct? Nice yeah, and only. apparently doesn't count as a beast, but as a fey creature. So and a, div a divine fey beast. What's going on with these animals over That's here? Quite a zoo. They're all like <laughs> demonic or divine versions of beasts. What the hell? I know. What kind of petting zoo is this? <laughs> it's the it's the symbolism. That's what it has to be. That's how you rake in the money, Mr. CEO. <laughs> well, whatever oh, I do, I'm going to have to do it remotely. And I really hope that I don't have to kill the giraffe. <laughs> well. We house rule in fire-breathing kittens that all magical damage can be non-lethal as well. Because it doesn't make sense that the martial damage is non-lethal. And then magic, which has less rules, right? No. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's always lethal air quotes in fi in fifth edition, so I don't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so you can choose if it's not lethal. Yeah, I have a quick clarification as far as uh, size. You said it was huge. Yes. And so there are two size differences between me and it, since I'm medium. Yes. Rats. Okay, that's all. Thanks. It's a giraffe. <laughs> 
I wanted to grapple a giraffe so bad, but I don't... You can't no. grapple a giraffe. <laughs> I cannot. Okay. But yeah, I know what I'm going to do. At least what I'm going to try. I'm going to cast hopefully one spell, possibly two, because I can do that. I have quicken spell. If I use sorcery point, I can cast a cantrip as well as a spell slot as a bonus action. As well, like a level spell. Anyways, um, first thing I'm going to try is I'm going to try casting Suggestion on the giraffe. And let me just ah. look up Suggestion real quick. Because um, I really don't want to hurt any of these animals. <laughs> so I'm going to try everything before I, I hurt them. So I suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect. The suggestion must be worked as a manner to make the actions sound reasonable. And, um... Okay. I, I am going to say to the draft, cast suggestion. I don't know if this is going to work or not. I'm not going to metagame. But I'm going to say, um... I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say. Uh... I'm going to show to the draft. Hey, um, he wants to be your friend. He's not your enemy. Um, leave him alone and stop attacking him. So, if if suggestion applies to this creature, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. But I don't know if it does, because I don't know if it understands me, or if it can be charmed, since it's a fey creature. I am looking up the fey charm rules right now because of that. Fey ancestry says you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed. Okay, so it is a wisdom save with advantage, I guess, if you can understand me. Wisdom save with advantage. Now, I will say its wisdom is a seven. So, oh, the first dice was a five, and the second dice was a five, which is interesting. Anyway, um, so it gets a five minus two is a three on its wisdom saving throw. And you said... Yeah, my DC is a 13, so it's so it fails. So I said that um, that he's your, he's your friend, not your enemy, and they, like um, and like to stop attacking him. Essentially, that's what I said to the draft. Noted. Okay. And the draft, I think, gets to react on its turn, right? Um, yeah. And, and just for good measure, um, I'm going to cast... I'm going to use a, a sorcery point to quicken spell a cantrip. Um, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. That's, like, on the other side of the paddock. And, like, conjure some... Like, kind of facing me away from Skirmish and conjure some, like... Uh, Something that the giraffe likes to eat, like probably grass with some, maybe some tasty berries in it. So maybe the giraffe right. will go there. <laughs> yeah. And although it's not its turn yet, you can tell that the giraffe looks a lot less homicidal. Okay. <laughs> it's it's visible on the giraffe's animal face. <laughs> uh, and then I would like to say, what's the duration of suggestion? Uh, it's up to eight hours, and I have to be concentrating oh, on it. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. I'm no concentrating. Yeah. Skirmish, the pelting blows raining down upon you from the hooves of the giraffe stop. Cool. It is your turn. What do you do? Uh, I would like to go, whew, that stung a bit. And then I would like to hug the giraffe and say, it's okay, you're not alone. And just kind of, as high as I can reach, rub its body. <laughs> you are the only person in the entire world of draws, in the entire country of Guaso, and in this Mount Hokkaido Zoo, rest of the party, who can pet this giraffe. And you can pet it for about eight hours, as long as Stella is concentrating. Amazing. Well, maybe you can befriend it, and then you can pet it even afterwards. Who knows? I I'll, I'll finish my turn petting the giraffe. Just, it's okay, buddy. You're all right. 
this was a really lonely giraffe. This is nice. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Wing, it's now your turn. Okay, so I'm just going to assume that I, I, I see the commotion uh, going on. I come walking over and I just see uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Skirmish petting this giraffe. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to like uh, raise my hand. Like, don't go in there. I, I'm concentrating on the spell. I told the giraffe not to attack um, him, but he might attack you if you go in with the giraffe. So don't oh. go in this exhibit, please, unless you want to become a mindless undead or something. Why would they go into the enclosure? Well, you went to the otter's enclosure. Yes, and I learned from my mistakes. <laughs> well, I thought many people had learned from that mistake, but sometimes you want to pet a giraffe. Mr. Skirmish, do you want to talk to the giraffe? I can in interpret for you if you want. Uh, okay, just tell him uh, we can be his friends. He doesn't have to be alone. Yeah, so I just remembered that I have this spell called Speak with Animals, which is probably very handy in an adventure with a petting zoo. <laughs> that so is I would like great. To... Great spell choice, <laughs> so, I have to say that. So I guess Speak with Animals. <laughs> and I say to the giraffe, Hello, Mr. Giraffe, this is Mr. Skirmish, and he uh, he honestly just wants to be your friend. So let's let's stop trampling each other under hooves, yes? Friend? They have very long neurons. Oh, yeah. All right. It takes I a while. <laughs> um, my apologies. I will uh, confer to your dialect. He wants to be your friend. <laughs> Mr. Skirmish, don't worry. I am interpreting for you uh, in his native tongue. Oh, good. While you're at it, he's very tall. Ask if he's seen a red-headed dwarf. Oh, that's a good idea. Mr. Giraffe, have you seen a rat? How do you describe a dwarf to someone who probably doesn't know what different uh, ancestors uh, are? Very, very small. Like, he's big. It's very, very small to him. Yeah, like four, four foot one. Like, um, I, I'm going to, like, show... Uh, I, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion again to, like... Uh, outside of the enclosure, of course, I'm going to... Minor illusion, the um, dwarf to be outside, and I'm gonna just like do a quick minor illusion of him, the one that I saw. Oh my gosh, she is like an archmage or something. This is amazing. Okay. Mr. Giraffe, have you seen this person? And I pointed to <laughs> image. The giraffe lowers its head to look at the image, which allows you, Skirmish, to give it scritches on its head and says, Yes. Often. Oh, he says he's seen him often. Barely knows oh. him. Ask if he see if he could look around and see him, not the illusion one, but the real one. I, I would just follow the illusion. And, uh, oh, okay. Uh, where we could find him if he's around right now. Okay. And yeah. you can see, looking around, he's not. this person is not here. But he's <laughs> tall. He could see, like, forever. You see the petting paddock. You see the playground where little oh. baby Apple and little baby Nesgrex Jr. are taking their first steps with malcontent, their grandmother. And you see <laughs> a wading pool where children can swim and adults are in the pool too because it has a deeper end. Got it. And you see a giraffe. You don't see a red-headed dwarf. You feel right. like that dwarf probably teleported out of this plane. Got it. 
Um, oh, can you maybe ask him what kind of things he does? Like, what he does around here? Okay. Mist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just for time's sake, I'm gonna just normal, normal speak. No, I miss it, you yeah. have. The, the <laughs> I saw the GM cringe multiple times, like, ah. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Giraffe, uh, when this, uh, this small person that you just saw outside the enclosure, but not anymore right now, uh, you see he comes here a lot. What does he do when he comes here a lot? He... Sometimes he leaves with a person, sometimes he doesn't. Okay, thank you. Okay, Miss Stella, I'm going to be honest with you here. I don't think we're going to get much out of this Giraffe. He seems, uh, how you say, slow on, slow on the uptake. <laughs> Wait, what's, what has he said so far? Because, like, I don't think I would understand. I think only Wing would understand what he's saying. So what has he told us so far? Oh, he said about f- he said about five words so far. This is going to take a while. <laughs> like, did, has he seen him around? Oh, yeah, he's seen him many times. And sometimes he leaves with the person, and sometimes he doesn't leave with the person. Oh, can you ask him if it's different people he leaves with each time, or the same person? Like a kidnapping, okay. then. Or yeah, what exactly? Like, what if he just kidnaps people regularly? Or maybe they just go t- there together. Um, yeah, what's the situation? Maybe you can get some clarification on that, whether it's the same person or different people. Okay, I will I will try and explain the concept of uh, taking away someone's personal freedom when taking someone with him. Okay. <laughs> well, he's in a zoo. He understands that very well. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is both me to play a, a wingy like <laughs> um maybe just ask him if it's been like a different person each time um or the same person or and if that person looked like they were happy to go with them ask that because that's simple okay <laughs> mr <laughs> mr giraffe when you see uh this uh the red-headed small person leave with people are they different people sometimes if they are different people do they look happy to go with them uh do you feel that the concept of them having their taken having, having their personal freedoms be taken away applies to their interaction with a small red-headed person different people they look happy Okay, thank you, Mr. Giraffe. yeah yes they are different people and they look happy so I don't think I don't think it's a kidnapping no yeah, I, I guess not. Or if if it is, maybe he like influences them to want to go there. Or who knows? Well, that that was actually pretty useful. <laughs> I think okay. I'm about done petting this giraffe. He's great. Um, I'd like to get out of the paddock now. You know, I think they have these walls to keep us out. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have come in here. Um, you think? Well, I've never been to a zoo. <laughs> is there's no rule? Does it say you can't go in? Actually, yeah, it it does. Oh. In now that you're looking, there are signs. Oh. I mean, to be fair, we only have uh, you know a case study of two. That doesn't really uh, constitute scientific evidence. So we should what? probably test out a, a couple of more enclosures. It, it was also confusing because we had a petting zoo, right? Like we were allowed to go in some enclosures, but usually, first, if you want to go in an enclosure, you have to look and see if there's a sign that says not to. Okay, the petting zoo part threw me off a bit, so sorry. Understandable. But I, I'll understand that there's a wall and probably a sign. I'll look for that. Uh, thank you for your help. I'm going to go ahead and get out now. Thank you, Mr. Giraffe. Giraffe wants more pets. You're oh. the giraffe's first friend in like, oh gosh, this is sad. Oh no. 
So you kind of have to disentangle yourself from the giraffe, and you, as you do, you leave a lingering sadness. And are you going to return to the Mount Hokkaido Zoo to pet your new friend every now and then? Of, absolutely. I love mountains. I now love zoos, and now I have a friend. It's great. Unless we get、Aww. kicked out and banned for life, that we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, we'll see. Can you please name the giraffe? Oh, well. How about if I ask? Hey,、uh, Wing, does he have a name already? Mr. Giraffe, do you have a, a name, a a word in which with which you identify yourself? I'm Skirmish. He's Skirmish. <laughs> That's the word he uses to identify himself. I'm Musa. Well, it was great、okay. to know you, Musa. I'll have to come back later. We're friends, right? Can you tell that? Tell、Friend. him that. Oh, okay, great. I'll assume the translation went through. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Mr. Musa. He, he is your friend now, and he promises he will come back. He never breaks his promises. All right, bye. I wave. <laughs> 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 yes, I just, I just made you responsible for this giraffe's,、uh, you know, happiness. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. No, it's good to have friends in high places. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Skirmish.、Uh. And now、uh, Musa Slimani is born. Musa Slimani, <laughs> future recurring character in Fire Breathing. <laughs> nice.、Uh, okay, so I have this、uh, speak with animal spells for、uh, for ten minutes. So if you want me to interpret anything,、uh, you gotta take your chance while it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well,、um, how about we go to the koalas or otters or where the the dwarf was. Or something.、Um, I'll let you decide. I'm going to go wait in that pool for a little bit, get my feet wet. But I'll I'll talk to you from there. Is that okay? I'm very excited to be yeah, here. This is so、fine. great. <laughs> <laughs> We are very excited to be here. <laughs> so yes, pick pick your favorite animal that you would like to speak with, and I can interpret for you <laughs> in the next ten minutes. I will say you don't have enough time because you've been walking back and forth between、mm-hmm. these exhibits. You don't have enough time to go to another. Ex- it takes more than ten minutes. To get to the next exhibit, and I sent you guys a map, right? Yes. So you see, it's quite far. What about the poodles then? The poodles are right here. Yes, you can talk to the poodles. Also, I have two more spell slots, which way I can cast it. So two more times this day. We're not done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I will go over to the poodles. Hello, poodle babies. Grass, grass, pellets, pellets, grass, grass. <laughs> I mean that sounds reasonable to wing, so I will I will <laughs> go and hit the feet and also grass and pellets. Yes, happy pellets, yay pellets, bounce happy. I also pellet. Yes. <laughs> How's it going over there? I shout from the wading pool. <laughs> oh, speaking of the wading pool, you can't swim, so you like wade into the water. It feels gently heated, which is nice. You notice that there are some pleasant holy symbols carved decoratively into the banister that are heating this pool, so it's nice. It feels good, and then you like get to the point where you would have to swim, and you're like, um, so I'm not gonna go that far. Probably to my knees, maybe mid thigh, but that's about all I'm comfortable with. Yeah, and you would say that without someone teaching you how to swim, you're not gonna learn here. I mean, I can I can start teaching though I'm. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm gonna start teaching him, and I'm gonna say, like,、uh, oh, do you like water? Like, do you like swimming? Because I, like, Stella wouldn't know、um, that Skirmish d- doesn't know how to swim. So, like, oh, 
Um, you like swimming? Well, I like water as it is the main ingredient in ale. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of swimming. <laughs> Swimming's not really something I do. I'm from a mountain, after all. We don't really have beaches or there's a pond here and there, but don't want to go in. I see. Well, I mean, if you ever wanted to um, learn, you could just... Uh, well, I could teach you, or my brother can. He's a really good swimmer. We have a pool at my house. And like it has a cool. shallow part and a deep part, so you can choose how um, how far you want to go. We could do that after after the zoo, then. Or whatever we decide. Yeah. Um. Thank you. No problem. I mean, yeah. Always, uh, always like to have a party around. <laughs> the house is really big. Sometimes it gets really lonely when it's just me and the servants. <laughs> There's some hand gestures going on, listeners. I wouldn't mind hanging out with you then. Okay. Um. Cool. So, uh. Oh yeah. So. Where should we go next? I think, I feel like you've seen eagles and bears before, right? Oh yeah, no problem there. Um, I, I'm interested in. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I I do have a question before you move on. Is Wing gonna teach Skirmish how to swim? That's my question. Pilots. Okay. Was no. It? All right. Move on. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna like address Wing here. I'm gonna say like, Hey, Wing. You know how you're a talking bird. They have other talking birds here called parrots. Do you want to see them? Pellets. I mean, oh, yes. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm a talking person, but I have talking birds are interesting. Sure. Okay. Like, I don't think they can't talk as well as you can. They, they only know like a few words sometimes. And, uh, I've been to some places. I've taught parrots words that they probably shouldn't repeat to customers, but it's really fun hearing them. Um, but yeah, you, you can teach them some words if, if you want. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. You can, you can teach them some words if you want. It's really funny. Oh, um, wings a parrot now. Apparently, I- I'm gonna say to skirmish. <laughs> oh. you- well, you know what oh, they say: birds right. with a feather flock together. Well, he has to have feathers, doesn't he? Yes, he has feathers, doesn't he? Ah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, uh, that uh, wing wing is uh, very good at mimicking sounds. So as soon as you mention the b- b- parrots and then parroting things, you're like, oh, yes, I can do that as well. <laughs> kind of try to show off a little bit. Yeah, you can mimic the parrots. The parrots can mimic you. It could just be like a back and forth show. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's my vote that we go to the parrot exhibit. Because, I mean, we could go back to where the dwarf was, like where we last, where he last went. But I don't know if there's much we could see because the circle doesn't work. So... Yeah. Well, we could always, after the parrots, we can go see uh, Ralt, the CEO, and ask him if he got his receipts. You know, give uh, Walter time to give him to him. You know, we don't want to get him in trouble. But, uh, you know, it'd be good to see if he got what he needed. So, on to the parrots then? Yeah. All aboard the Goliath train. <laughs> All right, hop on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I certainly will. I really appreciate the, um, not having to lose spell slots or hit points. You're not quite up to the top of the ridge to the parrot and owl exhibit yet. Perception check? Eight. Seven. Uh, Sixteen. Only skirmish. The other two people are just dozing off. They're tired. It's been a long day. Taking a little nap. Only skirmish. Here's a scream. Uh Uh-oh. Did you hear that? Nope. 
What? Hear what? <clears throat> there was a scream from some direction. It wasn't clear, though. Uh, well, let's check it out, I guess. Even though, if we're near the parrots, that's what they tend to do. Uh, universe? Was it by the parrots? Yes. We should keep going that way, then. <laughs> it was indeed the parrots. Reaching the top of the crest, two branchless trees are covered in a menagerie of colorful birds. Macaws, cockatoos, parakeets, conures, cakes, kakariki, kia... It turns out it is a large African gray that is the one screaming. Uh, Wing will immediately start screaming back in the same sound. (laughs) (laughs) It screams back at you with the same sound, too. It loves it, and it tries to match your your sound. So I just imagine us screaming to each other, just going higher and higher in volume and pitch. (laughs) I I am just watching absolutely mesmerized. I'm go. I'm gonna go ahead and get Wing off of my back because he keeps screaming right in my ear, and I don't like it. And I'm, but I'm gonna do it in a polite way, like, "Oh, here you go. Why don't you get down and talk to the birds yourself?" Thank you, Mister Skirmish. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I won't. I won't scream loud. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Podcast less screaming than in the fantasy world we're creating, but they're screaming. Back at you. Okay. Uh, Two hooded figures chuckle, and one says to the other, Birdhold, what funny birds. I cannot. I really want to be able to do, like, a vampire accent. I can't. Like, I want to suck your blood, right? So, like, get in the character, and then, Birdhold, what funny birds. I don't I can't do it. I'm... Right. That was pretty good. Just do, I liked do it. Bad, funny, bad, bad. Yeah. Space notes. <laughs> yeah. So they're wearing a hood. You can't see their skin. It's all covered by stuff. And uh, sort of like Stella. Sort of like Stella. They're hiding from the sun. And they're commenting on the funny birds. And the ground beneath the trees is covered in feathers. As you watch, the screams transition, so now everybody's enjoying themselves. The two hooded figures are going to wander away, and the screams transition into loud body swear words. (laughs) The two two hooded figures chuckle as they walk away, leaving you alone up here. Oh, um, that might have been from last time I came here. (laughs) You see? Perception check? (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, 17. Seriously, teaching parrots how to swear or hearing them swear is the funniest thing. There's so many videos online that you can watch with parrots swearing. It's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I got to 19. Uh, I, have, uh, I have six, so. Okay. So, Wing, you're busy doing your thing, but the other two, how close to the scattered <clears throat> feathers on the ground beneath the tree are you each getting? I'm actually probably going to just... um. Wait, like, we can go to where the feathers are not, like, in the enclosure, right? Yeah, this actually isn't enclosed. You can go... See, parrots kind of have self-defense, so you can go touch them if you want. Um, I was just at a zoo recently, and they you just... There's trees with birds on them, and I thought that was really cool, so that is in this zoo. Oh. They don't really leave, because they're... I guess, are they are their wings clipped? I don't know why, but they just kind of, like, hang out. They stay. Well, they would be in, like, some room, probably. No, no. It was open to the air. It was like, there's just a tree without branches or leaves on it. Just like a tree frame, you know? With a bunch of parrots on it. And you could touch them. And I did not touch them. 
Yeah, they, they bite. They bite really hard. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they can they take do. they can take your your skin off. They can make you bleed. I've bitten by I've been bitten by a parrot that made me bleed once. <laughs> yeah, like big macaws, and you could just like there was no there was signs don't touch the macaws, but they're. Like... Um. Yeah, like probably because <laughs> they they get food on a regular basis, and because they have like other parrots nearby. Yeah, that's probably why they don't want to leave. Um. They usually don't leave because they don't want to. Because if they fly and they want to leave, they probably will. But they're very social mm-hmm. birds, so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll actually go toward them and, and start like um picking up feathers and seeing which ones are really pretty. Oh, I, okay. I might right. I might even go like uh <laughs> I might even go like uh tuck a few in my in my bag, like just in, in my thing just to use for a later craft project, you know. Might steal a few. <laughs> yeah. You have obtained roll a dice and skirmish, how close are you getting to the feathers? D twenty? Uh it depends. Oh, go ahead. Roll which dice for Stella? Yeah, D twenty. I rolled a 12. Okay. I'm going to multiply that by 20, and you get that many feathers. Whoa. I get 240 feathers. I was just standing far away from the screaming. All that greeting was too much for me. So if the tree is far away from that, then I'm close. If it's close to that, then I'm far. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty far away. Skirmish, the mountain view is stunning, the air is crisp and clean, and you'd say this Mount Hokkaido Zoo is far more entertaining than your average mountain hike. Stella, sure there's uh, <coughs> feathers here, but now also you're looking carefully. There's a lot of bird poop, you guys. Yeah. Now also you're looking carefully. <laughs> now that you're looking carefully, who put this here? Laying neatly, not a drop of <coughs> feathers on it is a receipt for the purchase of a very expensive carriage with the receipt made out to Ralt Stonebreaker. Oh, I'm going to pick that up and say, oh, this is not a feather. Um, and I'm going to go back to where the others are, and I'm going to say, guys, check this out. It's another receipt. And it's, again, made out to Ralt Stonebreaker. Uh, was that receipt around the place where the two hooded figures were standing? Um, no, they were very far away from the <coughs> feathers. <laughs> I made sure to clean the feathers before I got them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this this didn't have a drop of feathers on it. And and this must be really recent, actually, because it doesn't have anything on it. You see, like, it's perfectly clean. I do not know who this accountant is that keeps dropping these papers all over the zoo. But either he likes to litter (laughs) or he's not very good at his job. Yeah, or, or someone's trying to leave us a clue, or maybe it's just some criminal who's dropping things because he's, or she is sloppy, or they, you know. Mm, that's true. Well, what would you like to do? I mean, we can look at the birds a little bit more, um, but afterward, I think we should go to administration and ask about these receipts. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Right. Wing comes over and he's like, I think they're very... Have one, you screaming contest. Oh, oh Wing. <laughs> Did you want to talk to any of these birds, like, with your special powers? I mean, I can. I, f- I think I have the gist oh. of what they were saying. They were saying, ah. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I want to know? If they're saying, like, a word um, that, like, I don't know, a human taught them, what do they really mean? So, like... I feel like you could hear them saying something, and then they could mean something completely different. Or they could just mean what they're saying. Who knows? Like That's interesting, isn't it? I'm actually so curious now. Yeah, why don't you see if the birds know anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will cast the uh, Speak with Animal spell uh, again. And they go, uh, 
Hello, birds, Mr. Bird, Mrs. Bird, other birds. Uh, we have a, a question about linguistics. Uh, when you say a word that you heard a human say, do you mean the same thing that when the human says the word, or do you mean something different in a parrot language? The cake and the kia and the kakariki and the conure and the parakeet and the cockatoo and the macaw, I'll give you different answers on this. The cake is like, happy flop, happy play. And the kia is like dog, cat, person, food, ball. And they have different vocabulary, like number of words that they can say to you. And I'm not a bird owner. And I want all the bird owners who listen to Fire Breathing Kittens to not come <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, oh, oh, like I, I'm going to ask the DM or like, um, I, I guess you two. So like when the parrots are saying that, uh, Wing is probably going to hear two voices. Like, are they saying the same thing? Or are they saying different things? <laughs> different things for the Kia. All one meaning for the cake. <laughs> it's so cute. It's just like joy, play, play one, play two, play three, play four. Different types of play. <laughs> okay, so some of these birds seem to be very happy. I'm going to play a lot. Uh, other birds uh, seem to be focused on uh, uh, dog, cat, and food, which I completely understand. Yes. So I... Uh, to answer your question, I think it means something different in their vocabulary. I'm not uh, sure. Well, I, I didn't hear the Kia saying dog, cat, and other things. So, yeah, my question was answered. <laughs> yeah, the Kia's the Kia is pretty close to the meaning because um, they can figure it out if you like oh. point and teach it. It can learn words. I think in real life, Kias can learn like like a large number of words. And macaws can and, and graze. African, African graze. graze. African graze can learn like a crazy number of yeah, yeah. I think they measured like dog and cat vocabularies in like the hundreds of words. Like they they can recognize nouns. You know, they uh, the different birds seem to have different levels mm -hmm. of vocabularies, and they all seem to use uh, different meanings for words. So uh, yes, yeah. intricate species have intricate languages. The parakeets are just here. Probably inconsistencies <laughs> in their uh, education, I would imagine. Also, there are parakeets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe she kind of like twirls her hair a little bit <laughs> just like uh, looking like I didn't do anything she also says okay but well since they're all over here maybe they know who dropped this receipt um, maybe you can ask them if they saw anyone um, or maybe you can ask them who dropped this paper what they look like okay can I have the paper yeah I okay. am doing <clears throat> collection of different species of birds have you seen the person that dropped this <laughs> scribble? <laughs> this is clever. I did not think you guys were going to investigate this. Yes. The African gray, the macaw, and the kia, and any of the other birds that were paying attention, I'll tell you that it was a koala. <gasps> oh my gosh. They have a koala smart enough to do accounting. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. The birds recognize what a koala is and can translate it into our language. Oh, it was a fluffy, gray, dirty-butted, big-eared, big, shiny-nosed, flat-faced, very slow-moving, not very well-adapted for terrestrial travel animal. <laughs> that makes more sense. With chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, th that is true. That is a fact. I will translate most of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what the last part is. 
And I don't want to find out. Uh, no, you do not, Stella tells you. <laughs> don't pet koalas. <laughs> That's how you get it. <laughs> it seems like everyone here has been put on the wrong foot. It was, after all, the koala. Wasn't uh, the dwarf looking at the koalas funny? <gasps> he was. He's in league with the koalas. <laughs> hmm. It's a yeah. conspiracy. I say we uh, go talk to some koalas next. Yeah, your um, speaking to animals thing, Wing, is like so super good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot I had this. <laughs> Adventure food with animals. Very nice. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, if we have to walk a long time, I have one more use left. Hmm. Last chance. That seems like a great use for it. Okay, let's let's do some uh, NCIS koala. <laughs> All right, go ahead and climb on then. I'm also going to climb on and probably, uh, Nugget's probably going to jump into my lap. <laughs> yeah. You're back at the Otterly Fun Aquarium. This building is by far the most crowded in the entire zoo. You look down rows of recessed seating to a water exhibit open to the sky. It's an entirely new crowd of people than were here before, thank goodness. <laughs> Practically unnoticed, the unstained color of the wood railing revealing the recency of construction, a second area has koalas. Alright. Who wants to be the lead investigator? Perception check. Or investigation <laughs> check from all of you. I'm gonna choose perception. Perception for me as well. Oh, Thirteen. Oh, fifteen with disadvantage. Oh my gosh. I got a nine. <laughs> okay, so Stella and Skirmish are making their way through the crowd, but it's Wing who reaches there first, and it's Wing who sees something very brief, but most of the koalas are up in eucalyptus trees munching. Nom, nom, nom. And then this is DC 15, right? To anybody who's 15? Yeah. Oh, so, oh, okay. All right, skirmish too. Okay. Oh no no, I I got a nine. Nine. Okay. All right. So just all right. So just just wing. One koala, however, is on the ground and is clearly having a conversation with a tabby kitten. As in, I can already understand this conversation without the spell, or? And because you have speak with animals up, you hear okay. the koala saying. Praise be to my lord. Appreciation for all of your assistance. The kitten goes, It's been such a pleasure helping you. And then smiles evilly. The koala salutes. As the kitten jauntily trots away, the koala flicks a rolled up wand of eucalyptus leaves at some of the treed koalas. They climb down and load that koala onto a eucalyptus palanquin and carry it up into the tree. And Wing, only you understand that words and only you see that. All the rest of you just see koalas in a tree by the time you walk up there. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. W Wing is very torn because a large part of it uh, wants to be like, nope, this is a puffer pig gate. Get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is the is the koala on the pelicade still a little bit nearby? Is she being carried away? Would he be within if I like call out to him? Could he hear it? It's in the tree. Yeah. Hmm. The voice that the cat was using. Did I recognize that voice? No. Okay. All right. 
Okay. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> uh, hello, Mr. Kovala in the tree who was being carried around by other Kovalas. You seem to be the uh, head honcho Kovala. Uh, hello, my name is Wing. Uh, I have some questions for you. Uh, hail our Lord and Savior or something you said before? <laughs> Without batting an eye, but moving very slowly because it is the laziest koala you've ever seen. Being fed eucalyptus by the other koalas, it munches the eucalyptus that it was just fed and turns to you <laughs> and says, About time. Do I recognize this voice? No, um, you don't. Okay. I only had to give you free tickets, 50 gold, and all the clues in the world for you to come here. <laughs> okay, I feel like you're being denigrating, but uh, it, to be fair, I had a great time with playing with, with people on slides and meeting animals, so I don't know. I think it was time well spent, but we're here now. <laughs> Good. Report the CEO on a spellstone. I can't operate it with my claws. And I can't talk. I've given you all the evidence you need to get this zoo shut down and all the koalas here sent home so they can serve me again. Is uh, the koala saying anything interesting, Wing? Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that pin. I can slowly turn my head <laughs> towards Kermish and I'm like, please hold on one second, please. I have a call on the other line. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then <laughs> slowly turn back. <laughs> Little bit hyperventilating. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> koala mafia is a thing. Trying to take down corporate taxes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, oh, koala mafia? Cor taking down corporate structures? I'm in. <laughs> Miss Stella, please. I'm in the mid middle of negotiations here. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like lean down and whisper that to uh, to Wing. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <clears throat> uh. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Big Koala, uh, do you have a name I can call you? Uh, I don't think Mr. Big Koala is uh, very appropriate here. David Kalen. K-A-H-L-O-N. Kalen. All similarity right. to real people are entirely in your own imagination and are unintentional. Okay, uh, Mr. David, uh, so uh, you want me and, uh, and my friends to take this evidence and try to take down uh, the zoo? Uh... Why? You seem to be uh, getting fed here quite quite goodly. You have koalas serving you. What's the problem here? They were capturing my koalas and taking them away from me. So I had to come here and fix the situation so that they would stop removing koalas from my empire. Wait, ko koalas have an empire. Okay, you hear Wing Madrid under his breath. This under his breath, like koalas have an empire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a uh, bit much to process here. Uh, not really familiar with the whole uh, hierarchical structure of koala society, so uh, getting it up to speed for myself. Um, are you a magic koala? You have I saw you do a wand thing. I have my tricks, it says, and eats the eucalyptus wand. Oh my gosh, it eats the magic wand. It can consume magic. Oh lord. Oh gosh. Okay. But more importantly, I feel like you're being overwhelmed here. And I think we only have about 30 seconds to continue to talk. Yes, I am a genius koala. And these are my rather idiot friends. I rule them like a king in our homeland. And 
I despise these zoo people for taking them away from me. So I've given you all of the evidence you need to get it shut down, or at least investigated, you know, unaccredited, I don't know. So do your job, person who can talk, you think you're better than me, and I will continue (laughs) to rule over my koalas, and then we will be returned to where we came from. And then the spell's going to fizzle. You're going to run out of spell. So do you have any more spell slots? I have one more. (laughs) Okay. All right. Activate it to continue talking to Koala. Press play to continue. <laughs> okay, so first off, I think you're placing words into my mouth. I have a very, uh, very normal opinion of myself, okay? No one puts, oh. puts wing in the corner. <laughs> okay. I guess you're not as bad as all the rest of them. What do you mean, them? You're standing in a like room packed full of people looking at otters, and they're going, Ah, the otters! Yeah, they don't know. The others try to eat you when you go in there. They're not very friendly, actually. I would know. I have to bite marks to show it. <laughs> okay, but I get what you're coming from. You don't like your people uh, in uh, in the glass cages. Uh, you want them to be free. Precisely. Or at least free to be enslaved by you. Okay, I have conflicting feelings about this. I am not 100% sure you are a nice guy. Are you a nice guy? Of course. Do a insight check. <laughs> I'm still exhaustion, so that would be a disadvantage. Let's see. That's a seven. Okay, yeah. You're you're certain it's on the evil axis. You're not sure if it's chaotic or lawful or neutral, but it's definitely evil. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but um the idea of an evil koala mafia is low key. <laughs> terrifying to me (laughs) so many so many so many things Uh. i'm glad you guys like playing D &D with me it's pretty weird huh (laughs) it's fun though yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and assume that you've told us all of that conversation between when the last spell ended and perhaps when the next one is starting oh no and uh i'm oh no okay well then i'll hang back and enjoy the other show because it's pretty entertaining, and we should have just watched it in the first place. <laughs> oh, Wing is very overwhelmed. He's not focusing on uh, translating this right now. <laughs> um, take yeah, your th- time. That's okay, Wing. That's okay. Um, yeah, take take your time. Don't worry. I just I just have I just have one personal question for him, and then we'll I'll, I'll get you guys in there. Uh, so you seem like a uh, kind of uh, evil overlord, magical person. Uh, that's okay. I don't judge. Uh, Small question. You know a person named uh, Bonaventura Halevi, by the way? Okay, so I do want to say as the DM, Bonaventura Halevi was in the waiting pool that you didn't go in. That was that was I... that would have led you to there. Um, it, I'll explain after the conclusions. You're right that Bonaventura Halevi is built into this adventure. Surprisingly, he's not colluding with the koala. So the koala will look at you like, no, I don't know that person. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Are they a koala? Possibly. I'm not very sure. I mean, my whole perception of koalas has shifted a lot the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Miss Stella, Mr. Skirmish, uh, apparently we have to take down uh, uh, this evil organization for a perhaps dictator uh, koala person <laughs> who wants to take his people back to his empire. Oh, uh, wait, keep the spell up. Don't end the spell yet if, if you have time, because maybe we can ask him more stuff. But 
Um, that sounds like a heck of an interesting conversation, I gotta say. Um. <laughs> Wing is like sweating and stuff. He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I don't know about. This seems like a really beautiful zoo, and a lot of people are having a good time. And I made a good friend in the giraffe. And so, if we shut this place down, what's going to happen to all these animals? I mean, will the giraffe be happy? Okay. Uh. Yeah, that, that's not something that I was thinking, too. I mean, like, zoos have a lot of people, like, making sure the animals get fed on time, making sure that they have the right conditions to live in. So shutting it down wouldn't be good for all the animals unless they had somewhere else to go. Like, if they were to be taken back to their environment, they could survive there, but they might not be used to it. Do a perception check. 19. You're very perceptive, and you see the newness of this wood shows that the koalas are the only new exhibit. All the other animals were possibly bred here. Yeah, okay, so then, mm. um, yeah, the koalas might be the only ones that actually could have a chance of surviving at home, because the other ones would probably die right away, because they wouldn't know how to find food or avoid predators, so it's best that we keep the zoo open, but maybe we could use it, maybe it could use a change in management, like, or something like that, if you say something about... Toppling the structure, maybe they can just take the koalas home. What? Yeah. And leave the rest of them here. Like no one else seems to be paying attention to the koalas because I don't know the exhibit's not very well placed or something like this. But um, yeah, maybe they just need a change of management and to hire Isla again. I don't know. I've got a crazy idea. What if we were to present evidence to the CEO that something was wrong with the koalas that was going to spread? a terrible disease amongst the entire zoo and kill all of the animals unless the koalas only and exclusively were, you know, kicked out. Then the koalas get what they want and I still get to visit my friend. That is actually a great <laughs> idea. You know, that, that is actually amazing. And um, I, I'm going to like, I'm going to like kind of tiptoe and, uh, oh, and whisper to skirmish. I also have yeah. a way to um, influence someone's mind without them knowing completely. Like, you know what? You know what I did with the giraffe? Like, you saw that I was like casting a spell. I like said some words and I did some motions. So you could say that I was casting something. Um, I could just say that to a person. I could do that to a person and they won't even know. Can we make it look like they're sick? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I can try to use illusion magic to do that. Oh, this sounds great. Um, I mean, are you on board with this? Right, well, talk to the koala. What does he think? I don't know. I can't talk to the koala. I can, but I don't know if he'll understand me. I also have a question for him. Wait, actually, that um, that red-headed dwarf, was he taking koalas away, or was he taking other people away? I don't know. Okay. Maybe okay. the koala knows. Yeah, maybe the koala knows. Maybe ask the koala. Okay, so, yes, uh... Double corporate enterprise by using magic to fake something. And then, yes. All right. Mr. David Koala, you seem to be pretty smart. You got all that? Yes, I can understand you, Common. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> I uh, I was kind of getting lost in the weeds there. Uh, so how do you feel about uh, only slightly toppling this organization? So hopefully they only send koalas away. Because apparently I just found out that some animals cannot survive in the wild, which kind of makes them sucky animals, I guess. <laughs> They're so weak. I can handle going back to the wild. Yes, return us there. Do it, yes, servant. You you seem <laughs> chop, to be chop. very uh, very good at uh, self-sustaining yourself all by yourself. 
<laughs> Another koala feeds it eucalyptus, puts it right in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, pinnacle of evolution. Ahem, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, apparently he, he, he thinks that's a good plan. Uh, also, he called me a servant, which I don't know if I agree with, but... Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Amelia tends to do. I, I try not to. Yeah, I, I usually don't. But anyways, how about the uh, red-headed dwarf? Was he was he taking koalas away or people? Um, I, I'm gonna oh, like ask. I, I'm gonna like say toward the general direction, kind of. Like I'm gonna ask. Oh yeah, Wayne, you can but... talk to him. He understands you. Oh, he really? just has to translate to me. Yeah, he's apparently a, a super genius koala. Might be magical as well. <laughs> okay. Kind of a, a Dexter's laboratory koala going on here. <laughs> So, all right, I, I, I'm gonna speak. To the, I'm gonna speak to the koala then, and I'm gonna say, um, <clears throat> "Okay then, koala, uh, koala lord, Lord Koala." I'm not uh, entirely Mr. sure. Mister David, Mister David. Oh, Lord David. I will then. accept Lord David. Yes. So, Lord David, um, we have seen this kind of uh, sort of suspicious red dwarf that was really intent on your guys' exhibit, like. Are you guys colluding with him? Is he your enemy? Was he taking koalas away? Because um, he was taking them to possibly another dimension. So, I don't know. Do you know anything about that? Yes, that was that was freaking me out. So, he noticed that I noticed that he was taking you guys away. I mean, of course I noticed. But then he noticed, and yeah, that's not good. It would be best if I leave here. Chop, chop, servant. Get me away from here. But yes, I, I noticed that he was taking away the young ones of you. The, the young ones of... Yes. So children, then. He was taking away children. I mean, I assume I'm getting the interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah I'm transcribing all this while getting progressively more, uh, more sweaty. Yes, so I'm here all day, and most people come in and they leave and they don't come back. But that red-headed dwarf is here very, very often. And doesn't always leave alone. He takes a different youngling with him each time. Oh. Well, um, I, I'm going to make sure to keep, keep an eye on Nugget. It's like, that's not good. Do you... Is he, like, is he the CEO? What does the CEO look like? Like the Stonebreaker guy? They're a dwarf, but they are not that dwarf. Yeah, the dwarf you saw... Um, I'm just going to give you guys... Uh, should I give you his name? I mean, if the if the koala would know it, if it would make sense for us to know it, then yeah. I'll say DM to players that is the same dwarf from the episode Petrification in Red. And then you guys don't know, but like we, we all know, but the characters don't know that its name is, his name is Blitz, Blitz, Quispy. So, but like, but your characters don't know that, but like, I'm going to let you guys know because that's Something the koala couldn't tell you, but like I want you guys to be able to follow along with the multi. The the red-headed dwarf oh. is Blitz from the episode Petrification in Red. And the CEO oh. is Ralt Stonebreaker from the episode... Uh, Ralt Stonebreaker is from the episode A Drive to Succeed. So they're different dwarves. It's hard to describe by D&D race like that. But um, Ralt Stonebreaker is the CEO. He loves good suits. And he's four foot eight. Blitz Quispy is four foot one and has red hair. Okay, so new plan. You magic Rod guy or wherever you were gonna magic to make sure the koalas get out, and maybe we also give him a little hint that somebody might be kidnapping ch children. And maybe drop <laughs> description of dwarf. I, I have 
another um I have another idea. Like just in case the magic thing doesn't work, we can blackmail him cuz we know about his receipts. So um if uh, if if he really was I'm pretty sure those are fake. I'm pretty sure those were planted evidence. Oh, Mr. Really? Koala are those planted evidence? Well, we don't have to know that. Oh no. I'm telling the truth. Yeah, like exactly. Like um the thing is if if we confront them to him and he is guilty, then and if he's if he's innocent, then maybe he was set up, but if he's guilty, then My can... plan was genius. I came up with a brilliant plan to take down the zoo. I've got a question. So, yeah. if we go talk to the CEO Ralt, and we let him know that somebody is taking kids from his zoo, number one, that's a liability. And even if he's not into doing the right thing, which he should anyway, uh, we could say, hey, we know that people are missing from your zoo, and you should do something about it, or we'll have to take you down. And if he still disagrees, then we can pull out the receipts and say, look, we really know that you're up to no good. And uh, we could, you know, threaten to take his zoo away. Although, uh, you know, we don't have to. Or at least we should make a home for uh, for Musa. But that's not very nice. Well, I'd, I'd like to protect the children. And um, if he could, even if he hires more uh, security, that would be something. He could at least stop it and find out what's going on. In fact, he could hire us. I, I guess so. We can also, you know, tell the truth. You know, there's uh, there's a genius koala empire who wants to go back home, and there's a person kidnapping children. I'm sure he will. He can do something about that. Yeah, I can suggest it to him. All right. Make him make him agree. <laughs> Even though that doesn't always work. Sometimes they're too wise. Sometimes they can tell that their mind's trying to be influenced. But the thing with the dwarf kidnapping children that seems like a really serious thing, and um. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to babysit Ruby soon, so like I'm probably gonna oh. I might get teleported out like just suddenly, just in case that happens. That might happen. Like if I'm not We're gonna finish up before then, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm just like in in character. Yep. Uh, and oh yeah, by the way, about that, like I feel like Ruby and Nugget would get along really well. Like Ruby's kind of crazy. She's a bit of a tiny terror, <laughs> and Nugget's so sweet. I mean, I feel like he could be a terror too because he's a dragon, but. Yeah, so you can feel free to come over to my place, too. Like, the more the merrier. I'm always down for having parties at my place. Like, uh, you, Skirmish, can learn to swim, and um, <laughs> and Nugget can meet a baby dragon, and so can you, Wing. So yeah, my invi- the invitation's open. I imagine uh, Nugget uh, kind of picks up on this conversation. Nugget's, like, looking very, very excited, kind of wagging his tail. And Wing is like, I mean, if Nugget wants to meet another dragon, I guess that is so fine. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Well. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, alright, so. But we, we can try to tell Mr. Uh, Stonebreaker the truth. Maybe he just wants to help as well. And otherwise, I, I guess you can do your, uh, magic mind controly thing, uh, which I, I, I don't know if that's, that's. I'll just step out of the room for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'll take the fall if it doesn't work. And he won't even notice that it didn't work. Like, they can't tell. It just wouldn't work. Or it would work. And she but just kind of like maybe, finger guns, winks. <laughs> maybe like, he has good heart. You know, most people have good heart. Well, if they're skimming uh, money off the top of zoos instead of using that to build like really good enclosures and make sure that people don't go missing, then I don't know how good a person that is. I, I kind of like guess it towards the uh, probably uh, evil overlord koala. 
I mean, he, he, is, he is selling us that idea. I don't know if that's based on truth. He, I mean, he planted the, the receipts. I mean, I think you're trusting the koala more than you trust the dwarf person that's kind of <laughs> taking good care of most of the animals here, it seems. Yeah, let's just go talk to him and find out what his perspective yeah, is. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of have authority issues. So whenever there's like toppling the government thing, I'm always down for it versus a position of authority. I don't know. Maybe it's just because my mom or my brother, they're both have authority. Anyways, you don't have to talk about me. Let's let's go confront the guy. I, I can imagine Wing being the exact opposite because probably the only authority in his life has been uh, the, pers- the, the man that raised him and he has great respect and love for him and he's a good person. So he's like, but all authority I know is, is good. So authority is good. <laughs> I, I'm gonna like pat Wing on the head. I'm just like, I'm glad you think that Wing. <laughs> okay, let's go save the zoo. <laughs> you guys make your way to administration. Yeah. Yeah. Skirmish. Yes, I'm carrying them again. <laughs> okay. Administration. You've been here before. Although the paths are narrower, implying that they are not intended for visitors, you can freely walk around the administration area. Tidy, narrow paths weave to little houses half hanging off of the cliffside. There isn't much room here for an exhibit or large buildings. Okay. And then there is a narrow riverstone-faced building with a plaque. You can't see what's beyond it other than open air from this mountainous angle. So what does the plaque say? Office of the CEO, Ralt Stonebreaker. And then in smaller text... Mount Hokkaido Zoo is proudly accredited by the Guaso Zoo Association, sending stone number 555-5555. It's all fives. Look, we can report them if we need to. And if there is a zoo association, these animals could go to a new place and be taken care of. So we just need to get a sending stone. Let's go talk to this guy. Yeah, he'll, he'll help us out. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um... I guess we can find a sending stone in the secretary's office or something. Stella kind of like shrugs her shoulders as she says this. Usually they have them one there. History yeah. check. <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't know. I rolled a three. <laughs> yeah, you do not remember seeing one being used by Malcontent earlier in the playground. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have seen that. I've been too busy petting uh, Poodoo's. <laughs> Okay, let's let's go talk to this this stone stonebreaker fella. We we're, we're gonna be heroes again. It's gonna be good. So do we knock on the door or how does this work? I'll knock on the door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock knock. I can imagine a high knock from the Goliath, a middle knock from the the, the half dragon, and a low knock from uh, from Wing. Ah. And then a tiny knock from Nugget. Oh. <laughs> A man's voice calls from inside the building. Come on in! I love hearing from happy park visitors. All right. See, he's very excited. Yeah, huh. he should be f- fine. Um, are, are you are you the CEO, Rolf? St- um, sorry, Ralt Stonebreaker. That's me. Inside is an opulent office with a shiny desk. A stocky dwarf in a good suit stands up to his full four feet eight inches and beams at you, seemingly pleased that you're enjoying the zoo. Um, yeah, like, we've been having a pretty good experience so far. Like, the poodoos are great, and the parrots and the otters. Like, yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, one thing, though, is that people have been going missing, so you might want to look into that, because there's a lot of people going missing. 
And yes, we have an active investigation into it. It's very concerning. Yeah, I, I also wanted to just like, um, well, first of all, appreciate have you, my. Um, wait, have you lost a child? Uh, no, not not yet. But like, if I ever ever take my baby sister to the zoo, I wouldn't want her to go missing, and neither would you. I kind of like um look at him, just like I am being a tiny bit intimidating. His. Yeah, neither would you. Make an intimidation check. Twelve. Yeah, you're not very intimidating. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, like, being very... I'm not being I'm not trying really hard. I'm just, like, yeah. So, is he standing behind a desk or anything? Yeah, he's got a little thing that makes him taller back there. Okay, so I would like to lean over and put my hands on the desk and look him right in the eye and say, Look, I would like to have a family one day, and I like your zoo... And I would like to show my children this zoo, but I am not going to come here unless you resolve this problem now. I agree. I have an active investigation into the missing children. Do you have any information that could help me? Well, we did see a red-headed dwarf, and he was walking by the koalas, and then he walked down the path, off the path, and into a circle made of some glitter. Yeah, and that's actually, um... That circle made of glitter, when it's not broken, because it got broken, doesn't work anymore, it actually teleports people to another dimension. So those children might be going to a different dimension. <gasps> Which, yeah, yeah, that is a serious thing. What did this dwarf look like? Four foot one. Red, actually, this lady can make a picture of the dwarf. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm going to cast Minor Illusion and conjure a picture of the dwarf that I know is called Blitz, but Saul doesn't. Hmm. I will put up a ban on this person, and they will not be allowed into our zoo anymore. And when they try to enter, we will interrogate them. If they come back. Yeah. Also, maybe, like, increase your security and make sure that there's no one putting dust on the ground. Because, um, like, any kind of dust. Like, not white dust, not glittery dust, any kind of dust banned from the zoo as well because he could um he could po possibly change his appearance but it's easy to see if someone's making a circle with dust on the ground so yeah maybe increase your security and make sure that doesn't happen because that way he can't get them to the um back to the other dimension actually maybe instead of keeping this person out get in touch with some police force and maybe get an active search for it he is probably implicated in multiple child kidnappings we should not wait for this person to come here. We should find this person and <laughs> take care of him ourselves. Also, did you know that your koalas are led by a hypergenius koala that may be a dictator? What? Oh, yeah. They also have, like, this... They also look a bit sick. I don't know. Like, it might spread to humans or something like this. And then she, she's going to, like, look him in the eye and say, you know... The koala exhibit isn't, like, getting as much attention as the other exhibits. Hardly anyone really looks at it. So, um, because they might pose a threat to humanity because they have an evil overlord and have, like, this weird disease. And I'm going to cast, I'm going to subtle cast suggestion here. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, you should move the koalas back to their home and get rid of the koalas exhibit. And that's, and that, that's the suggestion that I'm casting. I'm subtly casting it so he has no idea that I am. Oh. Oh, oh God! While she's casting that, my hands are still on the desk, and I'm like, "If those koalas are still here, when I have my child and come to the zoo, <laughs> we are not gonna come to this zoo." 
And I'm going to make sure that the zoo um, gets shut down because, uh, do you know the Argentine family? My mom, ladies, MPR Argentine. Yeah, she has, like, a lot of power. So you do not want to mess with the Argentines. Okay. What does your suggestion... I, I do have stats. I happen to have stats for all three. I had three stats going into this game, and I've got three stats in front of me. He has a wisdom of seven. So what is your... He's corrupt. He's He thinks embezzling smart and a long-term successful plan, so I gave him a low wiz. Okay. So what's oh. your, your spell? <laughs> so apparently the embezzling was correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, the suggestion is the target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability, and that would be getting rid of the qual exhibit and moving all the koalas back where they found them back home. That That is the suggestion part. And doing a sting on uh, the red-headed dwarf when they come into the park next time, I guess. Yeah. Based on your teammates' suggestions. Even though that wasn't, no. exa- that, that wasn't part of the suggestion. Go out there and fight it, him. Like, don't the, the don't thing... wait for the kidnapper to come back. Just <laughs> go out there and yeah. fight him. <laughs> yeah, the, the only, to be clear... Player to DM, the only thing that I cast a gesture on was to get rid of the enclosure. And if that doesn't work, I have another plan, but... Okay, well, I mean, with a negative two on their eight, they got a six overall. That is a failure, so he is going to get rid of the enclosure. Yeah, he is. Having saved the day of the super genius evil koala, joining us today were... Oh, is there anything you guys want to do before we sign off? <laughs> I'll take my hands off the desk and say, you did the right thing. My son or daughter will be very happy. <laughs> Wing, is there anything you'd like to do before we close out the game? <laughs> Wing is, is looking at the people he's with and he's co- considering their actions uh, internally. And he's like, I guess the outcome is okay. Okay. <laughs> and Stella, is there anything you'd like to do before we sign off? Uh, I'm going to say, oh yeah, and if I ever notice anything that I don't like about this zoo... Um, I, I'm gonna pull out one of the receipts. I'm just gonna like, just like show it to him. Yeah, you might not be employed here any longer. I'm gonna put it back in, in my, in, in like my pocket, <laughs> and um, just like smirk at him. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. <laughs> but but you're gonna let him keep being the CEO. You're not gonna like report him. It's just that he's in your pocket now. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's All in your right. pocket. <laughs> So, joining us today were Stella. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, I am just a jack of all trades today. I remembered something from university. That almost never happens. Wing and Nugget. <laughs> Come on, Nugget. Let's go celebrate that we are the heroes? Question mark. <laughs> and skirmish. Be sure to stay out of the paddocks. If you do see a paddock at a zoo. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Hi, everyone. My name is Nkosa Genesis, and I'm from Uganda, East Africa. I am the host of this podcast called Regardless, and this podcast is about mental health stuff, and we talk about everything, those difficult conversations, uh, and we talk about it in... an African perspective whereby in my country at least 80% of people don't believe in mental health issues. Come and join me on this journey. Thank you. Welcome to Phoenix Tales. 
a show where we hear inspired stories from women who overcome challenges and, like the phoenix, rises from the ashes, all the while inspiring others as they reimagine their own possibilities and, more importantly, reimagine their own lives. I'm Yuliana Kim Grant. Welcome to Phoenix Tales. If you're a fan of movies that are true stories, I've got a new podcast recommendation for you. It's called Based on a True Story, and it is the podcast that compares Hollywood with history. You'll learn from historians, authors, TV and film consultants, and sometimes even the real people the movies are based on as they separate fact from fiction in your favorite movies. Hear how much of the gangster movie Donnie Brasco happened from the real Donnie Brasco himself. Listen to the real history behind Downton Abbey from Lady Carnarvon. Laugh along with the real guys that the comedy movie Tag was based on. Get some extra stories from the production set from the historical consultant on the movie The Alamo. Those are just a few examples. So when you're ready to learn how much of your favorite movie really happened, subscribe to Based on a True Story in your podcast app of choice or find it at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Once again, that's basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Podcast.com.